funny because for the first time we're using video even though my internet's probably gonna be too shit it's kind of funny because whenever you we are recording without video i usually don't imagine you sitting in any way that you are i actually usually do imagine you sitting with your feet up for some reason kind of imagine you sitting like you know, even, even though you're not like smoking or something but you're like kind of sitting back kind of having that whole kind of like you know like and then this is up you're like in a way <laughs> i don't know why it's just always the way i like to imagine you sitting like yeah. yeah yeah just lounging like as if we're in fucking like two extras in mad men <laughs> yeah do you just like do, you, do you picture me like in a toga as well just talking about stoicism <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> fucking uh seneca whoever fucking beside you or something i don't know yeah. <laughs> I can show you that book I got. See, now we're going oh, to add. Can... Now we're going to add visual elements to the podcast, and no. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was one happened. thing. As I was actually thinking about that earlier, is like that's one good thing about not being able to see each other. We never do anything that isn't totally, like, just uh, auditory, kind of. Yeah. yeah, auditory. That was the word I was searching for. But now we can be like gesturing and stuff and. <laughs> Well, like, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm still gesturing, it's just that we might laugh at it. Ooh. Constellations of Philosophy was the one I was on about last week. I know my thing's flipped or whatever, mm. but sure. And do you know what one you were on about last week and it came for me in the post there? Ah, damn it! I was going to get you that for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were chatting about it so much last day, and I was like, oh, well, I really want to fucking... It's done. It's done. It's but it sounds like it's done wonders for you. You know that kind of way. It's a bit different. Yeah. Whenever you like reading a blurb, would be like this sounds like a good book. But then hearing that, it's fucking yeah. It's book. like um, Thomas just held yeah. up the war of, war of art to the camera there. Um, but yeah, oh, it's yeah. like one of, that should be explained. <laughs> one of those ones that like will definitely just sit in my like library forever, probably, and I'll re I'll constantly reread it. Hmm. One that one one that if you like say gave a copy away and then you wanted it again you'd fucking go and buy it again. I was actually thinking you of know, buying like, like multiple like copies just to give people for Christmas presents. Like I was like I was like I'll give you should just leave one on a town bench too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like in a near Orange Orange County. Do you remember that movie with Jack Black? Orange County is that the? Yeah, is that the? I was about to say is that the old movie Gumma with Jack Black? Gumma yeah. Gumma you always think that's on yeah. the crazy town butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like the guy, the guy finds the book on the beach. The main main guy, what's his name? What's that actor called again? Something Hanks of the Hanks. Tom family. Is this his son? I think it is his son, isn't it? Is this isn't his son called? Is his son just called Christopher Hanks or something? Chris Hanks, or is that Danny? Any pub? Fucking, he could have more than one son as well. <laughs> could be that. Tom Hanks' son. Oh, or it could be Tom Hanks' brother. You know Tom Hanks' brother does the voice Colin of, Hanks. like, Colin Hanks. Is that his son or his brother? Eldest son. Eldest son. Because I know there's a... Chet Hanks and Truman Hanks are his other two sons. Oh, well. 
very American names. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Truman. Yeah, I can't remember who the other people. I was thinking of buying like three copies of The War of Art though, and just as like I'll give one to Thomas, and I, I think I had other people in mind too, but just as a book to like just give people because <laughs> it is just so yeah. good. Have you started it at all or? No, I only got it there because I it arrived there just yesterday, and it's reading a bit of Penultimate Truth by Philip K. Dick today, but in general, it's just kind of like. Kind of just dozing today and kind of sleeping. I've got a lot of sleep to catch up on. I'm very tired. I slept about two hours a night there during the week. Just every, I don't know if it was just moving into the new house or something or like, you know, getting used to even the noises in the new house, but I just yeah. could not sleep. So I'm finding it hard to uh, It's always weird focus to, on it. when you move in somewhere, I find. Mm. I'm living by I myself for the first that. time too. You would be a change man. Mm. I already am. My commute is now 20 minutes a day, sometimes 18 instead of three hours. That's class. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. But yeah, I just, even like, I th- I think like, I think you need to live on your own at least once. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've always heard that you should live on your own once, but also there was a teacher at school, one of my favorite teachers, Dr. Finnegan. Yeah, he was fucking a teacher in the unions and he had a fucking PhD. I have no idea why. But it was actually just because he actually really did want to teach. Was a lot of people didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it was supposed to be like a lecture somewhere and he fucking <laughs> ends up in St. Unit's. But um, a lot of people hated him because he was so strict and all. But I fucking absolutely loved Dr. Finning and I got on really well with him. If you got to, if you abided by his rules, particularly at the start, like you would have to, you had to show him the utmost respect. And if you did that, you got his respect. And he was really smart, but he was like, yeah, I lived on my own for 11 years. And I was like, you remember I'm talking about it? He's like, I'd recommend anybody to do it just because it's like going on about like just the kind of the freedom you have of it. And like the way, because he like, he's like, he's an incredibly, incredibly intelligent person. And like he had a PhD in chemistry and he used to teach mathematics. He's really good and all that there and stuff too. But he was really, really like, like <laughs> you'd probably like him if you met him because he was really, really into philosophy as well. Like as much as everything, like he was really into philosophy and he was really into like mathematics and he was really into chemistry. And then he was like, anything he was interested in, he was good. My dad even told me he met him recently and he's been writing poetry. My dad read one of his poems and he was like, well, that was fucking deep. That was really, <laughs> <laughs> he was really, like, he was just like, that was really fucking like, hectically deep, but he was fucking. Like, that wasn't fun at all. <laughs> yeah, but he said that he lived, because I remember him talking about it, and he said he lived on alone for like, he lived on his own for 11 years, I think, until he got married. And he said he'd recommend it to anyone. Class. Mm. I think it's, I, th- I think the only problem is though, then when you like, when you go back to. <laughs> Sharing, yeah, that, that's that's the hard one. Like, <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. No, that isn't the way we do it in my house. It's not your house. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, uh, what's it going to say? Oh yeah, you, you mentioned the War of Art. It's going to say um, the podcast with Thomas. I just uploaded there last night. Mm-hmm. Or Tom, no. The podcast with Thomas. Every podcast, the podcast with Thomas. The podcast with Patty is the I put up there last night, and that came up in in that conversation as well. Jesus, it was coming up in like for the last three or four ones. <laughs> well, those were like those are like a day after each other too. But yeah, mm. pretty much since I read it, it's just any excuse. 
It just always yeah, comes up. Bring it up. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be well funny. I would love to see it if we could affect people that way. But like, just like if Stephen Pressfield is the author, just yeah. him to be like, there's a wild spike of sales in Donegal, Ireland for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> just if you're like fucking, what's going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I do find it funny because the foreword, and at least the one I have, is done by yeah. Robert McKee. Which and uh, I I watched adaptation last Sunday, mm-hmm. which of course he's a character in and he's yeah. a real person in real life because I, I didn't actually realize until like watching it the second time that all of them are real people in real yeah. life. Susan Orlean, John LaRoche, like all of them are. Let's read up more about it again. And I know I think we talked about adaptation before on podcast. So I won't talk about it too much. But Jesus, I forgot how good that is. Yeah, it's funny that I was actually thinking of watching it again myself. Yeah, but, it, it, um, it is rewatchable because I feel like you would pick up just extra bits. Yeah, if, if you know what I mean. It's one of those movies you could really delve into, like because it's just a movie about writing. I guess maybe I'll read the <laughs> read the book first before mm. I rewatch it again. That could be interesting. That would be interesting, yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, Robert McKee comes up a lot in that that uh, Into the Woods book that I read because he's like one of those famous writing gurus who did the. What was his one called again? Was it wasn't just called Story? Might have been. Oh, he did, and he did like the Ten Commandments of storytelling stuff. Um, but I don't know. If, I know that was the technique. I don't know if that was the name of it. But uh, I think it's just called Story. It was his famous book? Yeah, mm-hmm. Story. Uh, there's a subtitle actually on it here. Story, uh, substance, structure, style, and the principles of screenwriting. Hmm. But again, like I said, that book that I read, Into the Woods, seems to be like the one that takes all those, like it talks a lot about his and be like, oh, you got this right, and he doesn't, but he doesn't go this this deep or whatever. Yeah, so he didn't it go far like off the, in this direction or something like that. Yeah. Seems to be like the one that just, because it references all those other famous ones, it seems to be a really good one for, in my like my experience with reading it anyway, because it's yeah. not like on its own, if you know yeah. what I mean. I yeah, don't know what those other ones are like, but I assume because there's a lot of ones that predated it. There's a, there's one called the Anatomy of, the Anatomy of Storytelling or something, which is supposed to be really good too. And yeah. there's Fogler's, the, the Writer's Journey, that's supposed to be very good. But like this, because this came out after all of them, it kind of can take from them and, yeah, it's just it, it it's compares just, them to I, each other and, and compares it to its own his own interpretation just, tra- also. just tries to take the best bits and sort of like yeah. trim the fat I suppose as well yeah that's the thing like even when he's doing that he's like he's like oh, I think he got this wrong but I also thank him for giving me this phrase or this like place to go from or whatever so he's like yeah he might like critique something one element of it but then he'll also might praise another thing like giving him like a a, a a turn of phrase that he didn't have before to mm. that he can use to explain things better and stuff like that or just yeah just the script just the way to describe it or a way to analyze something which is also good as well like and you gotta know how to critique stuff and you gotta know like you know also, you know, identify what's wrong or what's bad can be just yeah. as good as identifying what's right. 
which is probably the entire plot. What's the, the entire point of an editing process, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more scientifically, but then I was like, that works with editing too, doesn't it? This, um, so you said you're getting no sleep. Yeah, start this, just this let's, week. Let's start this sleep routine out. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to sort something that's been a problem for my entire life. No, I rang the GP anyway. They gave me a week's supply of sleeping tablets to fix my sleeping, tab- the sleep- to fix my sleeping problem. I have to do that every couple of months. Well, every... About once a year to twice a year, I usually get prescribed sleeping tablets to sort out my sleeping because I don't sleep for even on like a normal night's sleep. I um I'll wake up about three four times in a night every night regardless. I would never sleep for longer than four hours straight without waking up for half an hour. And I've been, but I've been like that since I was a uh, my mum said it was like that even though I was a baby. Just a nuisance. Fucking an- <laughs> it's just fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was a nuisance here. Just annoying <laughs> fucking baby in the world, hey. Just crying all the time and never sleeping. But I was talking to you last night about like um the trying to get stoic, you to the daily stoic do a routine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no. Because <laughs> like, man, I like that sounds like a nightmare to me to like because okay. I think I brought it up in this podcast before, the idea of like habits and forming habits. Do you remember? Yeah. Mm. And I was saying, I read this thing about like they happen in like 10, no, it takes like 30 days to form a habit, but they happen in like 10 day stages basically. So the first 10 days is like, you're still, the first 10 days are you're, you're still forming the habit. It's like really hard. You're not really seeing the benefits yet, mm. but you got to stick with it. Then the second 10, you kind of, you still have to work at it, but you do start to see the benefits. And then the third 10, you you have to put in less effort, but you still have to work at it because it's not fully formed yet. But you re- yeah. really do start to see the benefits. And it's something I realized myself that would, would happen would be like, I'd get a good routine going from like Monday to Friday and then I might drink on a Friday or Saturday and then I'd be away again. And I just like to, and then Monday I'm like starting from scratch again. Yeah, like th- what you're doing just seems like that on an even more hectic scale to me to like <laughs> to try and do like a, a a routine from Monday to Friday and then like a brand new routine the next Monday to Friday and then go back to the first routine again. That sounds like it's pretty much what I am. <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much what I am doing. And like I understood what you're saying is because I would love to try and like get up at the same time even every day, but if I yeah. was to do that, like I'd have to get up at like five o'clock every morning every single day which i do one week anyway but then the next week i wouldn't get home until like 12 o'clock so it'd be like five days of it max five hours sleep <laughs> you, could do a little, you could do a little bit uh like you, you could go from waking up at five to waking up at seven no i do i do try and do that like in general i would in general the way i seem to do it is on my late shifts i kind of just try and move everything so i'm still gonna because never i get home from work anyway i'm usually even regardless today I'm, I'm not really able to just go straight to bed anyway i do need a wee bit you know what i mean you need, i need an hour to two of unwinding so usually i go from 2 a.m till so i go to sleep at 2 a.m in my late shift and wake up at 10 or try and get up at 10 give myself that eight hours in bed get up usually try and do something 
it's like you know if, if i need to do like any like fucking chores i do them or i'd usually i usually try as well on those days it's easier for me to just wake up and usually i have a book by my bed and i read in the morning mm. try and read for like an hour like on those days and then i'd get up and kind of do all my stuff like you know make my lunch if i haven't made my lunch eat breakfast shower do all that kind of stuff i think i haven't been doing this exercising enough i'm gonna try and change that because i've been wrecked and then pretty much on my early shift it's i do all of that stuff after work instead of before work yeah it's just harder though it's harder to form habits like it's harder for me to get them to do stuff it and must be a I bit easier really, now too it is well this is only the first week and i already feel better even though i haven't been sleeping i still feel better and what? i am what, looking uh, forward to sorry i was gonna ask what time what time do you start when you're doing the early shifts i start a quarter to seven which thankfully i only have to get up at like 6 a.m now instead of 5 a.m so it gives me an extra hour plus yeah. With the with the hour with the hour going back, it's almost like I'm being given an extra two hours all of a sudden. Yeah. So it will pay off. Yeah, I th- like that's what I was saying. I think you should try it now at least because it's like it's mm. easier for you without the commute. Yeah, the commute really like did take out so much of my day. Like up a little bit better. Like you might not be able to do the exact same time every day or whatever. But just I would try. I'm gonna try to try and just. I'm I'm looking forward to moving here for. The, I think as I said, possibly on the last podcast about like trying to use this time kind of for personal growth. Yeah, you didn't. It's because that, like no. it's because well, that's, I fucking, that's also why I was saying this to you because I was like that like like I know people have a tendency to like I don't know believe that that like it's the night time or whatever that they can do these things but i i definitely have found that like if you get up in the morning and just do that work it it, it takes a wee bit of training but like definitely it can be way more rewarding mm. and it's like well, the like, thing is it's like like you're saying work um it's like you're you're like um how did you put it you're like reacting to work or you're is that how you put it or is that how I put it? But it's like, I kind of, I, I have to work, I have to work around work. Work is pretty much in charge of my life like, when it comes yeah, to Yeah, work's in charge of your life. That's what I said. Or that's what you said. Yeah. So yeah, I was saying it's like. One of us said it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on the message last night. So yeah, that's the thing that Ryan Hardy talks about as well. It's like, that's why he doesn't like look at his phone or anything in the morning either. Because it's, it's like, if you wake up and look at your phone and you see an email, you're then waking up on the back foot basically you're like i have to wake up and i have to respond to this or if you wake mm. up and just give yourself some time to like be i'm in charge and i'm not i'm not waking up because i have to go to work or whatever i'm yeah, waking yeah. up because this is my time to do something then mm. i think that could could pro- potentially help you with that feeling that you've had of like the work or how did you put it again the works in charge the works in charge of your life but I do feel yeah. like what I'm saying, like what this week anyway with coming home and I know it's, it's early, I know it's early to early early days to see what happens. Yeah. But I could yeah. feel myself with this week. What I thought was like hilarious it was like you see because I actually only because I because I had a day shut down too. So I only had a three day week this week. But I remember on like um on like on like Friday or even Thursday because my commute used to be so long. Like and it used to take like it did take that took a good part of my day as well of like doing work and plus. Like, it's always, like, the commute is, like, you know, you're going to work, you're just thinking about, I'm going to work, I'm going to work, I'm going to work. And then even, like, come on, your commute back, you're thinking, like, I gotta get home, and, like, fucking work, whatever, works, over. You know, it's still kind of work, 
so your commute your yeah. commute is based around works so is what you think about but it's yeah. only fucking t- 10 minutes for me now but it was like yeah. thursday or friday night and i was like all oh, right it's probably like fucking you know like coming up to like nine or half nine i should probably go and start thinking about bed and it was only like half six or seven but i was so used to getting home so much later that i thought it was way later than it was and i was like holy shit i got fucking loads of time <laughs> i was like yeah. fucking i got so much it's because like and um like i was like shit i've got so much shit i can do I actually drew something for the first time in ages just because i fucking could it's kind of weird because whenever you're, you've got so little time and you're so stressed Sometimes you can be so stressed and you're like, you've got so little time. You're like, I need to try and use this time to relax. And then you're really tired and you can't relax. And then because you're like, you're kind of like, I know I need to relax. You don't really fully relax. Yeah. If you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, it's like that. There, it's whenever you get, the same as whenever you get frustrated and you're trying to go to sleep and you're like, I need to get to sleep. I need to get to sleep. And you just can't sleep. It just gets more and more frustrating. It can yeah. be the same with like, just trying to relax. You're like, I know I just need to relax. But I feel like now I can actually do it. Relax. Yeah, exactly. It's just like panic. Relax. Relax. It's like, stop. Stop, stop panicking. Oh, good idea. Um, but like... But yeah, drawn like, can be... Drawn can be great for that. I've, like, I've only done like... I did it like two weeks in a row where I spent... I took a day out of the week to do some like sketching. But yeah, uh, that's class. It's a really good... I think it's a good way to get around that feeling that, that you're on about of like, oh, I need to relax. Or it's like if you're yeah. if something that's occupying you enough that you you can get into just like a a trance almost and like a couple well, of hours like back, I did it. I, like, geez, I feel great. I did it as well. Like, cause like I wanted to. Well, like technically there wasn't no screens because I decided like because fucking I fucking <laughs> took up the fucking cover of uh, Amazing Fantasy issue fifteen. That's the first appearance of Spider Man. I was like, I'm gonna yeah. try and just draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm just gonna try and draw Spider Man. But I put like I put fucking. Uh, I've put the fucking a podcast on in the background just just to kind of because I yeah, find it quite easy to get yeah I find it quite easy to get in the podcast as well particularly Glass Cannon because that's all I'm still listening to we won't go into it again but that's all I'm still listening I think to. I've listened to about ten episodes of uh, Androids and Aliens too since last week so yeah exactly. it's just really addictive sometimes yeah. they're re- really good at doing cliffhangers the bastards <laughs> but um it just made it easier to I was to kind next of focus. week yeah exactly. <laughs> I love like the the we like fade out of their reactions after too. They're like, oh come on, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, fuck you, Troy, just fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Just sometimes they're just really like, yeah, they Sick did one. Oh sorry, fucking. I was gonna say they did one and fucking Troy was like, this is the highest damage I've ever done in this Pathfinder game, and he was like, I'm gonna write it on an index card here. And you're kind of like you're 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 kind you're kind of wondering what the fuck he's doing, and he's like, I'm gonna write this an index card. And we're gonna come back here next week and just hear every single one of them going, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> it's I think like I somebody's got that. But it's so well done because it's like it's about to hit one of their characters. It's like he's gonna Which, die, but is he gonna, con- is he encounters die? that again? I, rem- uh, I remember that moment. It's a it's with Grenzel deck. It's like episode 67, 68 maybe. It's the giant leader the that boat? they go to. No, that's in it's in Red Lake Fort. Fort, oh. not fork. <laughs> Red Lake Fork. <laughs> um, so that's like yeah, you're nearly caught up to where I was then, I think. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm I'm getting I'm getting through it pretty well, like. 
yeah. didn't think I would fucking get as, as addicted to it as I am. But uh, it's, it's really good, yeah. It's a hell of a ride. Um, Character deaths are heartbreaking too. Yeah. Especially when you one, like... One so far. Uh, I think there's... I think there's only one... I think I've only heard one as well. Hmm. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Spoilers, right? <laughs> yeah, but it is really good. But, I'll but edit it is that really out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, just but, yeah, like, spoilers you... over that ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, and like, um, it's like especially if you know that this, there's a character and they've got more backstory, and you're like yeah. being teased it, and then you're just like, oh, <laughs> it's all gone. Yeah, because I think I think they actually no they, they talked they talked a bit more. I think they like explained what Gormley's backstory was going to be or stuff that they were going to try and add, and it all sounded class too. But you're just like, but it's all gone now. But it's like it was really cool to hear because you're like you could tell that they'd had it really well thought out. And Troy does obviously the GM does his best to kind of like try and fit that stuff in and try and like work that into it in some way and yeah. he was like ch- kind of chatting about how he was gonna eventually like work it you know like after maybe this adventure or encounter and they go on here they go here because it already is connected it came out recently that there was a a, a a seer and they're fucking they they all got like their past sort of possible futures told and like every single one oh, of them is, yeah. gonna, is ending up in like the next place where the adventure goes and it was like oh i wonder how that happened that was really <laughs> cool yeah yeah, I really enjoyed that. But um, anyway, but yeah, those, those moments are nice in it too. When you just when it is just like a pure audiobook, basically, it's like the the GM is just describing stuff to you, and also like to yeah, it's just they did they did one episode, I think, and they pointed out at the end that there wasn't a single battle, and it was like entire role play. Yeah, and it was really cool though. Like I think it was that episode as well because it was all to do with like thing. But it was really cool, like because if they really get into it. Like, so, like they really get into it they do the voices they do the actions they do everything you really do kind of get into it and you like recognize the characters by their voices and you just really mm. like I actually haven't um, I haven't looked anything up on the Tumblr or I haven't looked at any of the photos of what they look like because uh, I kind of have an image in my head if you know what I mean I was following the Tumblr well I wasn't following it but every every time they'd be like oh, they'd like put a new monster out Mm. And they'd be like, "Oh, you can see this in the Tumblr." I would check it up now and again, and just see their yeah. artwork. But I don't know what any of the the people look like. If that's what you mean. Yeah. No. Like I haven't like I've looked up some of the monsters, but the actual main characters themselves. Okay, I just haven't. No, I, I don't think I've looked, looked up them now. Just because uh, you know, whenever you form an image of something in your head, sometimes you just kind of you're happy with that. Yeah. Mm. Um. Trying to think, there's anything we need to cover. I don't know. I kind of just want to get into the Dua Lipa talk. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll definitely do that there too. Yeah, <laughs> kind of forgot that that's going to be the an album review of one of the most fucking happening albums of fucking 2020. I started. I started. I brought up my speaker on the last late shift work and like fucking. I put on entire Dua Lipa's album and one of the girls was like, "Is it Dua Lipa?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like. I was like, "Yeah." I got recommended this album by a friend of mine and it really took my by surprise and I was like. Gee, she has some bangers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> she actually told me then that okay, she'd but, seen her but, electric picnic a couple of years ago. She said she was fucking unreal. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to see her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, was, we'll, we'll uh, 
quickly fly through anything we want to cover. You just reminded me of a podcast there. Uh, it's called The Shift List. And mm. it's... um, They're like short episodes. I'm just looking here. They're like 15 minutes, 10 minute episodes. But it's like an interview with chefs around the world. And they talk about the music that they play in their kitchens and in their restaurants and stuff like that. Oh, well, that'd be really cool. Yeah. You just reminded me of it saying that you're playing music at work. Oh, but, yeah. um, I used to always yeah, play it, music in the kitchen. I, yeah. I created a 10 hour playlist for one of my shifts. Like. <laughs> I wanted to listen to the first episode, but it was interesting. It was a, a, someone called Rosio Sanchez, and she opened like a Mexican restaurant in Denmark. But it's cool. Cause she, so she'd be talking through like the like what they play in the morning. She's like, I'll just, we end up listening to a lot of techno in the morning because we just need to get shit done. <laughs> and then, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, we always listen to ABBA after work. They're in Denmark, of course, they're listening to ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> Those bloody Scandinavians. Where did ABBA from? Yeah. Sweden? Somewhere around there. Who cares? <laughs> are, they, are they Swedish or Swiss? I don't know. Yeah, I don't actually know. I think they're Swedish. I'm pretty sure they're Swedish. Mm. But um, generally don't know. <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> and then she's saying, but it was interesting too because she was talking about like the the influence. You know, she was saying originally when she opened the restaurant, or she opened like a what's it called? A taco, like a street like kitchen or like a food truck. Yeah, it's like a food truck, but she had a, a name for it, like a taco, 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 tacolita or taco. something like that. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. It must be like a proper name for it. But yeah, basically like a taco stand. And she's saying like whenever they opened that, uh, they would just play like more traditional Mexican music. But then yeah, she yeah. realized there was only like two months of summer in Denmark. So she didn't end up having to open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but saying, like, so she plays like the tr- more traditional Mexican music in the toilets. And then she'll play like more contemporary stuff in the rest of the kitchen and all that there. Or in, in the rest of the restaurant and everything. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That was on the first episode. So I'm looking forward to diving into yeah, more of that you can understand that because like it was that was funny because like obviously i've worked with a lot of chefs and you can kind of tell by their music like remember like working with joe, joe this guy joe an indian guy and he listened to an awful lot of like britney spears and stuff like that but he told me before as well he couldn't he didn't understand any of the lyrics like <laughs> and uh then there was being like this guy luke I used to work with and he was an old school english punk and he would be fucking Sometimes he's almost trying to impress me with some of the stuff he was showing me, but he was like playing stuff like either would be like, you know, really like trying to be as obscure as possible, old school English punk, or sometimes like he like he would be the type of guy that wouldn't have played, you know, he wouldn't have played Black Flag, or he wouldn't have played. Uh, let's think who else he wouldn't have played like Sex Pistols. He wouldn't have played anybody like that because that was too mainstream punk. <laughs> But then he would also sometimes play some unreal fucking like dance music and stuff as well, like yeah. And then there was me who made up like multiple playlists of like sometimes just good. good it was always good to have a bit of techno in a kitchen, and then <laughs> uh, occasionally I just throw in like heavy stuff. Yeah. Throw in like heavy heavy stuff, maybe more for like like techno. Techno's for service. There's something about techno being for service to me because it's like just that constant. Yeah, keep that rhythm going. Yeah, exactly. That's just, you want to kind of keep that main, like, and at least just going for like 10 hours. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. Like, and you just go on with it. And then cleaning would be like more like every time I die or like brand new or stuff like that. You know, the cleanings wherever you can relax a wee bit so you can kind of like more enjoy the lyrics. Then, Jeez, we're just going to get into our own shift lifts now. 
worked with a lot of chefs that just fucking loved Oasis as well. Like you just have Oasis on for fucking hours. Sorry, I turned Discord on and signed into this channel <laughs> by accident. I'll chat to you in a bit. I just <laughs> try to jump into the podcast here. Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Fuck sakes. Ryan, right? You had your episode piss off, man. <laughs> Tail between the legs, my friend. Chat to you. <laughs> 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 definitely keep that in don't edit <laughs> like get out of here Ryan <laughs> I just for some reason thought I thought that was just fucking I don't know why I thought that was something to do with like another recording thing it didn't see Quinn at all <laughs> that's quite funny <laughs> yeah it was funny Um, I don't know yeah Look, a lot of chefs, a lot of different music. Yeah. Used to be, well, that's used what to... I, as, soon as, as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's a great idea. Because I, I know just from, I don't I don't know, just one of those things I kind of picked up that like music definitely plays a big part in kitchens, like probably mm. from chatting to you and chatting to other people. True, yeah. But like, sure, I think I've told you before, I remember this, but like the radio being on and work all the time, sometimes kitchens, I used to kind of hate that because I used to all just time, love it. Well, you know, sorry, the radio would be on like 10 hours a day and he used to hate that because you'd hear the same songs. The same things happening down the lab, same songs rolling over again and he used to hate that because like I used to bring my speaker unless into it's Lipa. Yeah, unless it's Dua Lipa now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I used to bring my speaker into work like and I wouldn't like, you know, it wouldn't necessarily all day be my music or sometimes if say I knew I was like working, like when, when I was in the sliding rock and I was working like a week straight with like people, it'd be like, you know, Monday might be my music and then Tuesday might be Dan, the kitchen porter's music, and then Wednesday might be, you know, that kind of way. Like, And I also did it because, like, fucking, it's a good way as well, like, of, like, in a kitchen, a past and time, and also getting to know people. And you get, like, you know, because obviously getting getting a person's music taste and, like, discussing music with them is a really good way to get to know someone. And, like, you yeah. used to do with people. And, like, because I remember, um, like, Dan as well. Like, he, I, I got him into Brand New, and he was, like, I'd never heard of them before. And I was, like... Well, do you know something, man? We have 10 hours. We just listened to the entire discography <laughs> in one day. And he was like, fucking hell, they were fucking class. And he was like, like you know, the first album was like fucking pure pop punk. And then they got a way kind of weirder with the second album. And then the third album, he fucking loved the devil and God, obviously. And then fourth yeah. and even on to the fifth. You know what I mean? Like it really like went through it all. And then I was like, well, you know, it's like your turn. And he started playing music as well for me. Like cause he wouldn't have like brand new or that type of music wouldn't have really been anything that he would have listened to. I really liked them, and then fucking he was playing his own music, and then I'd get Zeph as well, and like Zeph, Zeph would, it was the head chef, and he was Indian too, and he was like, oh no, no, you probably wouldn't like my music or stuff like that, and I was like, it's not about that, just like play your own music. I was like, I'm sitting, here. it's like you mightn't like all the music I'm playing, man. You might be suffering through it for me, like just like you know, play it away, because it used to be just, you know, like that one wee bit of joy you get at work. It's just that one wee bit of like, yeah, that's yours. Like, it's like, yeah. yes, the song is mine. This music is mine. The fucking fuck the boss, but at least I can yeah. listen to good tunes. We better like, <laughs> we better your identity and expression and stuff. That's actually good too. Yeah, just that that wee bit of person. I remember once as a joke because um, I recorded when I was in college. I recorded myself reading out all of my essays because I had fucking so many of them to learn, and uh, that came on. One day, and I just left it on and waited for people to just waited for people to notice. <laughs> it took them like two essays, which is a good like ten minutes, and they were like, "Have you tried playing the podcast at work?" <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> 
just just like, why can I hear your voice everywhere? <laughs> it's one Turn way the radio. Off. The radio will get definitely get removed then. It's like people freaking out. It's like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> your, your, your voice is echoing around the place. Or even, even, even better. Even better. I'll I'll join in with them. What's happening? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Why is this happening? I don't remember saying any of this. <laughs> any of this. Why am I talking? Is this in my head? <laughs> uh, um, nice. Nice. <laughs> I found another good podcast. Well, I've only listened to two episodes, but it's an Irish podcast called The Irish Passport. Have you heard of that? It, bud. It's no. basically, um, it's like exploring Irish, like culture and history, but like also through the lens of current affairs. Basically, seems to be the idea. So the first episode that I listened to was, I think was the first episode and it was on the border because it was like, this came out in 2017, I think. So their talk is like Brexit and the border and how it formed, but it then went back and how it formed and everything like that there. And like, yeah, it did like the current state and then it did like the history of how it yeah. there. That would be very good. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think it's also um, made with for people outside with people outside ireland in mind so if yeah. you don't know anything about ireland then you can get filled in but i still find it really interesting as someone who is from here yeah. and knows a fair who's, bit who's on a who's, who's on a border county because yeah, i would always say that yeah. like i know i know a fair bit but then there's also like way more that i don't know and i do yeah. find it interesting the further south you go down the country like see people down here have absolutely no clue whatsoever like and like just they just generally don't they don't understand it but then it's kind of funny because i know there's one guy i work with even at the moment and he's from monaghan and he would understand it because he's a border county if you know what i mean but everyone else if i say something even like some kind of joke or something related to the north or something he'd probably get it but no like it would just go over their heads so it's yeah. really weird it's really weird because yeah. i grew because i grew up with everyone understanding or knowing it yeah that's to fuck it i just find it weird that there's such a, a like a they don't know that they don't know at all. Yeah, I found um, one thing they mentioned too is like whenever the border was being formed, the original idea was to put it around all of Ulster. Yeah, but they the reason they didn't do that, and the reason that they chose the counties that they did is because they knew that those counties had a a Protestant majority that would vote because they they originally put it around. They made originally made the border and then made a vote to decide whether the north would stay a part of England or would become part of the republic part of part of the republic yeah yeah so they basically made the border around counties that they knew had a higher protestant population and then made the vote and then of course they voted to stay as part of the uk yeah it was it was always cool that's, that's why that's why it's such a weird border that's why it's like it's 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 gerrymander and it's fixing the votes. They knew exactly yeah. how they knew exactly how many counties that they could get if they did it this way, and that's why they did. But that's also like it's an old it's an old trick my dad used to tell me of uh, if you're in the north, the way that you can tell that you're in a Protestant or Catholic area is if you look at the graffiti or the murals, and if it says Northern Ireland, you're in a Catholic area, and if it says Ulster, you're in a Protestant area. Hmm. <laughs> It's it's pretty much like a, it's like a really like fucking 
I guess growing up in it, a kind of like subtle wee thing that people wouldn't really know, but that's what it is, and that's how you tell the difference. Because it was, because if it's Ulster says no, like whenever they like they wanted, they did want to have Donegal as a part of it. But as you're saying, obviously that's obviously why it didn't actually happen. But that's what they're talking about. They wanted Donegal. They wanted it to be all of Ulster. They see Ulster. They don't see Donegal as a part of Ulster, even though it is. Yeah. Uh, There's something else. Oh yeah, they even went. They even talked about like how, like the basically the reason why the divide is so strictly along Catholic and Protestant lines, is because whenever uh, the Republic was formed, the Catholic Church had such control over everything, and it became like a theocracy. Hmm. And basically, in the north, then they didn't have to, or they didn't want to, and they didn't have to like be controlled by the Catholic Church. And that's why it became so religious, apparently, because it was like because the Catholic was Catholic Church was basically in charge to a cer- certain degree. It was like, yeah. oh well, we're not part of that. Like we're not like because it was so intertwined. It made like, do you know what I mean? Am I explaining? Yeah, this? it just it, it made them it made them more like aggressive, more angry towards the idea of it. I suppose pretty much. Yeah, they they were like, we don't want to be ruled by the Catholic Church. We're English. We're Protestant. We're, it's like we're basically we're the Orange Order. Tied. The, the amount of control the Catholic Church had basically tied both identities together, Irish as in Catholic mm. and vice versa. The one I listened today was on Irish language. That was really good too. I'd say that would be. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's kind of, it's like funny and sad listening to old episodes too because like, they're talking about Theresa May just decided to all this hear stuff, and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "You like, have, you have no idea." <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like Theresa May has done this, and so maybe we'll get her an agreement soon. And I was like, ah. <laughs> "Nope, <laughs> Wait, yeah, not not a chance." But um, oh, it those is... bright days of 2017. Yeah. Take me it back. Is, <laughs> it is. It is kind of mad to think that. So fucking if you look listen back to something like that and think now isn't it it's it's at the end of october is it the end of november they they actually have to have their minds made up soon don't they they're yeah. supposed to it's in like a month and if, yeah is it or are they supposed to already because if they don't like they're they're really fucking themselves <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like, like you love to see it like but like you come on <laughs> 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 yeah, I read like an article in the Irish Times recently about basically this is the f- potential fall of the United Kingdom. Yeah, because like I remember chatting to my dad about it before too, and I remember, like I remember even I suppose my it was like a month or so ago, whenever lockdown was not, my aunts and uncles were up, and of course they're all from Belfast, so there'd be a lot more clued into this stuff than they like they have a lot more invested in it than than we would. Plus, they're kind of older, and they're always going to be more involved in like politics and stuff like that. But um, they were chatting about it, and it was interesting because like they could, they were just saying, well, uh, this, the long, well, there's probably there's a lot more intricate deals and stuff too. But what just they reckon and what like you can kind of see is that because it's kind of the United Kingdom becoming untrustworthy for like making a decision or like following through on a deal, that that would really affect their stance internationally on like trade and how they might successfully follow through with trade, which is of course the biggest thing really, yeah, in the world that anyone could do, and because of that. That's why you could see, like, say, Scotland or unlikely, like, as much Wales, but more Scotland, and possibly Northern Ireland, seceding from the United Kingdom because yeah. that could affect Scottish trade and affect their wealth. 
And also, just as a funny point, I'd, I think I've said this before, but also in a deleted scene in Star Trek The Next Generation, Data says that violence has led to the unification of many countries, including Ireland, the unification of Ireland in 2024. And I'm like, come on, four more years. Let's... <laughs> That's actually a deleted scene, and it's really funny because they're talking about. That's a I pretty. Think I said that's a pretty realistic timeline. <laughs> yeah, it is. That was done like what the nineties. I was like, hey, yeah, that's, that's all right. Yeah. But um, it's it's kind of interesting because they're talking about it's data and fucking Sir Patrick Stewart having an, uh, a conversation about fucking using the use of like violence to eventually find peace, and it's kind of they're talking about because they're on a planet and there's like terrorist actions going on. And the whole point is that they're, you know, they're using those actions to, event to highlight issues or eventually find peace. And then it's like, but that's worked many times. Like, and he mentions like the Basque region, which is kind of interesting stuff like that. There, and then he mm. mentions like Ireland, and he says there was years of fighting in Ireland, when like you know years of fighting in Ireland, and then including the Northern Ireland, and then that led to the unification of Ireland in twenty twenty four. And I just always thought that was very, very funny deleted scene. Like it's very, it's, it's kind it, of it's kind of realistic ish. Like, what did Carl media influence that? He was on that show, wasn't that that's one he was true, on? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, that's the one. one he was on. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. But what's kind of funny about it is because obviously Data is supposed to be a robot character. Is like he had, he just he's just saying facts. Yeah. That's the kind of the whole point. You know what I mean? And it is he's, he's well, it did lead to it basically. Um, actually, that yeah. reminds me, the Red Letter Media guys have been doing like they did what did, did they do one or two episodes? It might have taken two episodes, but they did like. One of the sub, one of like the shows on Red Letter Media is Review. Usually, where they talk mm. about like old movies, they they did one there. Actually, that one was a two parter where they did like the Friday Thirteenth sequels because the two best ones are supposed to be four and six. But um, mm. I think I think the original one was a two parter where Rich and Mike chose their ten favorite uh, Next Generation episodes. Uh, oh no, they chose five. I think originally was that it. I'm mix. I'm mixing up all the details. I think maybe yeah. I think they might have done ten, and now they're doing another ten, so it's a top twenty. I can't remember. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> they've been like just kind of deep diving into like old next generation episodes, and I haven't watched any of it, but it's been really interesting, and mm. it's made me really want to watch that show. Even though I, I kind of wanted to watch it anyway, because I just know it's one of those classic shows, and I heard before that yeah, it's got some really brilliant individual episodes on it but just watching them talk about it is making me go like okay i need to watch this show yeah like because i actually haven't watched it all i've seen just episodes here there and even then when i was younger the only one that probably watched fully of star trek was the original one and i did really enjoy it because i was always one of those guys who was pure like star wars over star trek which i probably still would be right now but I, what i do what i really did 100 percent see why the original because i've talked about it a lot i think on this why the original one was so popular and why the next ones a lot of them were supposed to be popular and then even I think Voyager, which was supposed to be a different one, was kind of big at the time because that also had a female captain and a female lead and a female head of the show. Yeah, which is but I think, like, that, I think that's one of the liked ones as well. It Voyager, is yeah, because Voyager I think it's one where they get lost and they have to kind of like find their way kind of back home. But the reason is that like that whenever it came out, and one of the big things about it was that like it was a woman female captain and stuff like that there. And I think the writers were kind of like well. Yeah, that would have, you know, they were like, during in this timeline, in this time frame, like this would have happened. You know, like, that's they, like, the, the, yeah, know, that's the thing. That's like the, Star Trek, Star Trek isn't like some dystopian future. It's like about the, it's quite, like it's a celebration. Utopian, of, really. <laughs> yeah, it's like about the, it's like a celebration of like humanity and stuff and like how they've, where, yeah, it's quite hopeful and 
Yeah, and it's like we, the whole point is we've actually all came together, and now we go to conquer the stars. And that's the one thing is that they're they're not soldiers; they're they're, they're out just there, like, like doing they're, they're, finding and stuff like yeah, pretty much. And they go planet to planet, and that's how they kind of that's how they can get away with every episode being kind of different and all these different adventures. Because like technically they could be maybe like, like Futurama. Yeah, exactly. Except <laughs> you know, I'll always take Futurama. It's, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. I fucking actually speaking of Futurama, I watched this guy on YouTube. He only has a couple of videos up. I think Johnny Two Silios, Johnny Two Silios. He was just doing like he started doing it's kind of funny because he started doing videos. He's he's like he's mainly analyzing like adult animated shows for them. Mm-hmm. And so like he did one on like BoJack Horseman on like the episode where it goes through like the history of like his mother and his mother is in one of those like classical unreliable narrators and was very good and then he went through like yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of different futurama episodes and it's kind of funny because in one of the videos he's like i didn't want to make this a futurama stream or a futurama channel but there's just an awful lot of good episodes to talk about and he talks about yeah he... i've seen that happen before with another show or another channel i think i think it was futurama as well that, like yeah it just kept kept coming up <laughs> but he, he he did it really there's well just so much there's just yeah there is so much and it's such a it such a good show but it was such a because like the way he was talking was he took he took like four episodes that were to do with like fry's family and kind of fry in the past i was going to say like the first one's like jurassic bark which of course everyone remembers because like that was the real first futurama episode that is absolutely heartbreaking because that's one of the interesting things that futurama did as an animated show oh, was, wasn't the it the had, before that for that was it was Seymour first was Lucky to Fryrish I think I don't know, Lucky to Fryrish was earlier I, I could be wrong I like, it could be not. I feel like I feel like that was the first one maybe oh, wait, no that would have been yeah, I think you're right I think you yeah. might be right might be Lucky to Fryrish and then Jurassic Bark because then the other two he talked like, about was like Jurassic cold is the real fucking gut punch but I, I do remember when I was watching it I remember look I, I feel like I remember Lucky to Fryrish being the first time where I was like oh shit this show's got much more to offer like depth yeah it's not just yeah. like him going to yeah exactly it's not even like not even it always had depth because it always had like the sci-fi and the comedy but this is where it got yeah. really like emotional there's I, um, like i always say that i always say and, and it's kind of hard to convince if people haven't seen futurama it's hard to convince them when i say that it's generally one of the best television shows period ever like, made without any caveats yeah not best sci-fi best animated like just not best comedy just yeah board, just it's one yeah because because uh, like if, like, if you have if you haven't seen it people tend to go but um but like future i mean like because it really did make like emotional impacts like it really it really did hit home like apart from like it it was like the only tv show ever to like prove a theorem or whatever or make up a principle and actually yeah, they had to make up their own show. theorem yeah and stuff like that there, like, but just some of the emotional impacts of the show just added this extra layer of depth. But um, oh, that yeah, the guy Johnny Tuchelos, he picked like four episodes, and it was all to do with like Fry's family, and it was like you know, Lucky the Fryrish, Jurassic Bark, Cold Warriors, which is the one about his dad, and then Game of Tones, which is the one about his mom, and he showed how all but four the of them were linked, yeah. and just this kind of like, and these are all across different seasons and stuff like this here, and it's just about yeah. the kind of emotional impact that it had on fry and it was just really it was really like touching to kind of like have it all kind of like laid out to you because they're all seasons yeah, apart and even though they are intertwined you wouldn't the watch one with them all his back to back the one with his mom is that the one in like the last 
the last season yeah. where he like he's in her he gets to talk to her in her, her dream yeah he's in her dream yeah and then yeah, like that, that, that's what i find like really like kind of surprising i was like as I was like watching and I was like, this is like so deep into the show and they're still adding to like this like core kind of, I don't know. It's just, it's just very impressive. Even after like so many like cancels and reboots and it's still able to... Going to, back to the start. Tying into another wee thing that just adds to the whole overall story in such a nice way and it's like... Yeah, because like he, cause he was saying, he was saying that like it's always played for as a joke. As to like how um, Fry's like parents and family are, particularly after he dies and stuff. But you do see in Look at the Fryrish that his older brother really missed him, you know. And he like he finds a four leaf mm. clover. And he names his son. It's like he names his son that, you know. Like he, 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 you know, he really missed him and stuff. And then the whole thing with Game of Tones is that his mom was actually supposed to have had this dream and have this closure. And whenever they're sitting there there's a there's a sports game playing there's fucking a baseball game sports game jesus the sonic such a nerd there but it's a baseball game playing but that the actually doing the sports yeah <laughs> but there's a, there's like a baseball <laughs> game playing or something but um that actually there if you actually he pointed out if you listen to that what's playing on the tv in the background in that in two seasons previous uh she says i remember Whenever Fry left that day, this team won that, and it means like yeah. it's passed off as a joke. But what it actually is is that was her dream, and then that was the closure that she got from that dream, because it's the last time she's seen her son. There's this yeah. whole like extra layer of depth that is just way like under like really you have to chip at to yeah, which you don't get in a lot of TV shows. <laughs> yeah. like, that layer is huge. Are we going to play a fucking love you drama podcast? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Yes, so that's what I was going to bring up this week. <laughs> and if you haven't watched it yet, just bloody watch it. Don't worry, we're going to go through episode by episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn right. That's one of those shows I'll always go back to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so anyway, from the fall of the United Kingdom to Futurama, anyway. Oh, yeah, you just remind me of another <laughs> thing in the... In that episode today on the Irish passport, where they're talking about Irish language, they uh, they brought up like Irish names, and they like mentioned like um, Siobhan and Saoirse, and they were like, "Oh, you know," and it's uh, the the girl on it whose name I, I've only listened to episodes, so I can't remember either. There are two names. There's a a girl and a a lad on it. And they're both like reporters, but don't remember names right now. So apologies. <laughs> <laughs> that happens just mention them next time so then yeah, that way it's it's all fair yeah. <laughs> but the the woman on it she um she was like oh, I, I don't really notice these like um these um like these spellings how, how they don't really make sense to english speaking people until someone uh who speaks english tries to pronounce them and then she was like people will say like uh eoin for owen and i was like oh that's how people mispronounce my name. <laughs> <laughs> just felt that. Just felt. Just felt so that, seen that, in that moment. That that, that 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 really that really hit home. But um, I suppose, and then if you suppose, because then you'd look if you look at like the English spelling of Owen, that's quite phonetic. Yeah, it's O and when, like it's just without the H. Yeah. So that's quite oh, that reminds me of something she said in the first episode too. She was talking about. Uh, talking about michael d higgins and she was like trying to describe him 
for like people who didn't know him and she was like she said she met him and he was like the same size as her so he's like five foot five I think is what she said, something like that. And then she's saying uh, he's like a poet and he says these lovely speeches and he'll often break into Irish language as if the English language can't contain the emotions and the beauty that he's trying to express. And I was like, that's that's beautiful what you just said. Like, yeah. A yeah right, well, describe it. That's a far better way to describe him than he usually gets described. Yeah. <laughs> I like, thought that was so nice, just that, like, because he, he does always break into Irish, but I just loved her description of, like, it's like English isn't good. It, English can't express the, like, what he's trying to say, so he just ha- can't help himself. He can't help himself to switch into yeah, Irish. I was like, that's lovely. It's a very nice that, way to describe it. That's very nice way to say it. Plus, like, can, like, I know, like, one of my brother's friends met him, like, randomly on a beach, and he said he was, like, the nicest man I ever met. He was just, like, went up and, like, I think he just went up and I asked him for a photo and he he sat chatting to them for like half an hour. You know, not even, you know, that kind of way, not even like him, like, because he didn't want to feel too obliged, but he was like, yeah, it's getting cool. Like, you know, it's the president of fucking Ireland. Like, it's, might as well go up and say hello and see if we can get a photo. And yeah, and then he sat chatting to them, just asked, like asking them about like who they are, which, you know, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for the fact, like, I do, like, I do like, the Irish presidency for the fact that it's symbolic, but I do like the fact that for the most part, usually they're, I, they're usually, you, you gotta fucking respect them. They're, they're yeah. pretty good people. I feel like, you know, I, I'm happy that as an Irish person that they're on our world stage that if they're who yeah. represents us. You know? Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't be happy with Boris Johnson or Trump, like, I know some people are, but just personally, like, <laughs> just no. personally, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not having me on Martin either, but like, still, well, like, I'm, well, I'm, I think, uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't, right. don't know if I can say this without putting my foot in my mouth, but maybe those, maybe Boris Johnson and Donald Trump are accurate representations of their their countries as well. That's that's also a, that's also a possible. Maybe, maybe people that, do. Maybe, or maybe part, people. Maybe maybe sorry. Maybe certain people do think that they accurately represent them, just as we think that Michael D. Higgins represents us. There, true. I think I'm. I think I put that a bit more. Clear uh, more, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Democratically, that's not the word. More fair, Molly. More, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure how how you're trying to say it. I agree. You know. <laughs> um. Bureaucratically, what's the word I'm searching for? I don't really know. I don't know either. You trying to just are you, are you just saying trying to say that it's equal for all parties? I'm just saying I'm trying to I try to put it a little bit more. Uh, you're 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 not trying to slate them while slating them. That's what you're trying to. Say. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. <laughs> so basically, what you have to say is no offense, but maybe but. that's how they represent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, future one might come up with the word diplomatically. The word was diplomatically. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I did want to actually say, because we're talking about podcasts, and I just uploaded the the episode with me and Patty that I mentioned earlier, that I'm really ha- happy with that one. Because like even sweet. when I finished editing, I was like, this is pretty fucking good. And just because it's a mm. wee change from the usual um, setup as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, no, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just, it was like, there was a lot of, um, it's interesting because there's a lot of things that we 
talk about and like similar themes and stuff. So I think it it did, does fit into what we've talked about before. Like there's literal exact things like I was saying I brought up the War of Art and stuff, but then there's also mm. like different thematic things that like like because Patty messaged me today because he said he listened to me and he's like, oh geez, I chat some shit and I was like, no, no, man, I was like that. The, the, I was That's like, exactly all, what we do here. This is, this is what we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, yeah. I, I, call, I called it sidetracked with Patty Mullen because uh, that was like something that ha- on the episode is like Patty was like, I'm getting sidetracked. And it's like, that's what we're experts at, getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what you have to do. You have to follow, like, you have to you have to pick something and then find, end up somewhere like nonsensical to agree to, yeah. to, uh, to be with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy with it, and it's it's like really like I, I don't know, it was it's strange. It's like I think it's a little bit bit lower energy than some of our stuff. It's like just like really kind of thoughtful, and like Patty's just well, that's Patty. I know he's just a big thoughtful man, but I think we yeah, I think it's really good, and I really enjoyed it too because I I kind of sat back a lot and just like or as much as I I don't know, maybe you won't maybe you won't think that when you're listening. Maybe that was just my <laughs> my feeling, but I think that's I did. Just, like, yeah, like I, I chipped in, I chipped in a lot to be fair, like and added to things. But, but like I did, I did enjoy just like asking a question and let him work away as much as he could, but, and then just. But the way the way I am the way I imagine it is right now at least we're still like we would have developed whatever our rapport or kind of our rhythm now. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll obviously improve, but we have developed more of our rhythm now. But I get what you mean because if you're talking to him. And like, especially he, his was about as well. Like he was releasing album stuff, wasn't it? Too? Yeah. You're gonna try and let him, you know. Yeah, like I, the... I treated a little bit more like an interview where I, I like. Yeah, you're directing put, him put, or put trying an to an idea it. forward or ask a question and let him kind of work away, and then I'd hmm. follow him a bit more. Yeah, makes sense. But uh, there's something I realized too that like because I realized over the last couple of days from editing the last podcast, the last episode that me and you did, and editing the one with him, that I've been really. In- enjoying getting back into this podcast and again and i was yeah. kind of thinking about why that was and i think it's because this is like the closest i have to performing this year <laughs> yeah that makes sense uh you, you have to be because i think remember even just before this started and i was like kind of had my head going in a bit of a tailspin i was like i don't know if i can do it and i was like i want to be able to put on i think i said the joke something stupid like i want to be able to put on my showman kind of attitude or whatever yeah, because it is a wee bit. It's because as much as like before we were recording this, was chatting to my friend, and then I know it's being recorded. It's gonna at least be that yeah. wee twitch, so I can understand. No, there, that there is a it's there like, is a little bit like I I know what you mean. Like there's a there's a as much as this is like replenishing to do because you're having a good conversation with a friend. There yeah. is like that wee extra, like um, I don't know. Like that, it's we, like something it's, extra it's not, engaging it's, it's in your pressure. brain. It's like, but yeah. it's like it's like it's like yeah it's just it's in the back of you your have mind. to be like, like extra focused and extra aware of what you're saying and you're kind of keeping the uh, yeah it's like there's just a wee yeah, extra and, it's hard to describe unless you're doing it yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah because like because also i would think like i wouldn't want to come on and be like dry or have like bad air and then like you yeah. know, i wouldn't want to i want to do my best to make like every episode as best as possible and there's that like that's not really a pressure but it's just that like there's a difference between being in form and not in form for it. Yeah. But I can understand exactly what you mean. That makes sense because you, you were performing flat out and then for that to just go and gone is yeah. a bit like you're chasing a high, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. You've gone away to shite on me there. 
And you're frozen. Maybe turn off your camera for a second there. Yeah, I can hear you fine now, but you're uh, you're just a frozen picture there. I thought you were a frozen picture for me too. <laughs> All right. But um, I'll turn mine off and then we can turn it back on and see if that. See if that. The good old classic. Yeah, I th- I just think I kind of like. Uh, I think I kind of prefer it with video to be honest. Yeah. I'm kind of liking this. Yeah. Well, it's and funny because I feel like maybe it's funny that because like, I can see you. Maybe it's sorry. Yeah, I think it's a bit more sorry. feels a bit more like natural conversation, whatever. But in saying that yeah. too, after finishing with Patty, I was saying to him, I was like, I think it was actually good with no um no video because it like made me as like really just focused on what he was saying and and mm. vice versa. I suppose but that it does feel true, a little yeah. bit more natural too, though. Yeah, I think it's because I can see you move and stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's just that kind of there's that kind of there's obviously that kind of like body expression, even facial expression. Yeah, and like because like I noticed whenever listening back to the the last episode when we were drinking together, it was like it's so much more natural and just like flowing. And I'm sure part of it was because we've been doing it for a while, but also I think it was just because it was face to face and like. Yeah, there's that kind of there's like like because I do I do believe a big bit in although I know fucking nothing about it, like that kind of like psychology and all the idea of like body language and the way people like, I do believe in like picking up on and feeding off and giving back to and people yeah. on subtle changes that you don't even realize they're picking up. And I just always believe that because I think everybody's like, as we walked into a room multiple times in life and we walk into a room and you can feel tension and nobody said a thing. Yeah. It's like, there's something there that you are physically seeing that oh, yeah. you don't yeah, even notice. That, that's what got got re- like reactions are desire yeah it's, the, it's something it's... that you you don't like intellectually know but like you feel or whatever and like yeah. even i think like um we're probably i feel like we're probably less likely to talk over each other because we can see each other yeah i think that too because i can understand <laughs> figure out whenever you're gonna stop or start <laughs> yeah because i notice sometimes like when i'm editing there's like there's like we you can't really you like try to say something it's like yeah, and then but then you also go with like you get that thing. It's like somebody tries to stop and then he's both stop and then he's both start because you're supposed like, oh no, yeah, yeah, no, yes, no, and then all yeah. Right. But I feel like you talk, you talk, you talk. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that happens more on the without the without the in just the audio track. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, that brings me on to saying like, um. I think one of the things that reasons I've been enjoying po- this podcast again is because I haven't been able to perform in another way, and this kind of is replacing that. So I was thinking I might yeah. actually do some kind of we maybe attempt some kind of like a other episodes like that where I reach out to other musicians to give them a chance. Oh to, yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, and you'll see, you have the one, you have the one with Ryan, you have the one with Patty as well. Yeah. Like, um, obviously, thinking, obviously like, I still want, want to keep this up too, but yeah, you should definitely do that because obviously you enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it too, and I was thinking about I should try and do something like that as well to see what I can do. Then we can do fucking even like as soon as you're saying with Quinn in there, it would be I definitely as well try a podcast with more people as well. Yeah, see how it goes. Well, that's what I was going to say to you too about like I think we should we should aim for like I think like we should just like decide and maybe next week get someone get someone on to fuck. I don't want to try that. Yeah. Fuck I was going to say, uh, oh, yeah, that, that reminds me of something else. But first of all, I'll continue with this thought. Um, yeah, so basically I was thinking, like, if I am missing performing and I'm enjoying 
doing this podcast, then I should probably reach out to other musicians who are probably feeling the same thing and see if they want to come on and just have a chat or whatever. And like mm. use them like for Patty, he's got the album coming out so he can kind of it's like a better cross promotion or maybe other people have been working on things or maybe yeah. just someone wants to have a chat and that's that's grand too. To be honest, man, it's kind of sort of perfect timing for the fact that you can kind of be like, you know, what's life like in lockdown kind of yeah. or like especially as, as a musician or something like that, they'd be like, why is like lockdown been treating you? Say if they have been working especially on new music, it's... if they have been working on new anything really. Yeah. And like it's kind of hard to keep like any kind of scene or whatever going and it's like the, the the way i would see other musicians would be going to gigs and all so it's like that's all yeah. out the window and it's like things are just fracturing a wee bit just because of that so yeah yeah but like that would also if you're feeling like if you're feeling it from this then surely that would help them as well like yeah that's what i mean that's exactly what I said. it's like there's no point in me fucking keeping this to myself like i may as well put it out there for other people but I'm I'm still the co-host, so I don't really give a shit. So <laughs> <laughs> only joking. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking but, like um, a, I think I could call it idea. call it sidetracks, and just put it on under this like put it on under this podcast. But like whenever you oh, see sidetrack, whenever you see like sidetrack, that means it's like a it's like me and a musician. Um, so yeah, it's like a, a show. <laughs> yeah, a, mu- a music specific one. That's actually a really yeah. good idea. That's actually a fantastic idea. You should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, um, I would say, I would say, I would say, if you contacted a bunch of people, like you know, if you'd say, if you messaged like five people now, musician-wise, I'd say like four to five would probably go for it because I can't see why you wouldn't. Yeah. If even if even if they were to think like, oh, it's some kind of cross promotion, but it's not really for that, is it? It's just for the crack, like. Well, yeah. It's not even for the crack. It's for having a chat. It's for doing a podcast. It's good fun, and it's for it's multiple just for the, It's just for the. It's for the the music community, like it's for, yeah, it's for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, was, I think I'll probably like put a post up on the on the band page probably during the week and uh, see if anyone if anyone responds to that. And if not, then I'll just start messing people because I got a couple people in mind Sorry. even. But um, why don't you just get the whole fierce pit bosses on and I'll interview you? <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Um, so I think maybe we could get Aaron on for the for, for next week an episode, and then yeah, and then I was like, do we even uh, do I message him or just uh, say in this episode, and then he'll listen? And <laughs> <laughs> I think he's our number one fan. So like, come on, why not? Why not be on the show? Come on, <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd no, be sweet. I haven't said it tomorrow in ages. We've actually that reminds me got got another uh, got more fans. Got a message from someone recently. That reminds me, speaking of fans, do you think we should start an OnlyFans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry, it's just because you said fans and I thought it was funny. Anyway, sorry, we got, what were you saying? I <laughs> uh, just got a message from a fan. Devin, shout out. Thanks for your kind words and your listening. Your kind listenings. <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. That's a our first <laughs> shout out. That's pretty nice. That's pretty sweet. Um. Yeah, and actually, oh, another message we got. That's right. Uh, James Britton messaged me there a couple of weeks ago, saying that like Ryan messaged mentioned the podcast to him, and then he messaged me 
and he was like, "Oh, you guys are the first people I've heard that like understood sci-fi." And he like, it must have been one of our first episodes where we're talking. About, I remember, I remember the conversation we had where we're saying that like good sci-fi is a way to explore like the sort of human condition and stuff like in a way that you can't otherwise. Yeah, and like so you mentioned, put, that, I, I mentioned that, and he or he mentioned that in the message, and I was like, "Oh, I remember that conversation." Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. So if you're still listening, shout out to James as well. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, James. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, don't meet a lot of people that like sci-fi so much. Pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like little little things like that are uh, good feel. Yeah, definitely does. Keep us going. That's good. Yeah, that makes me uh, that makes me feel warm inside, and it's definitely the alcohol. It's just really me feeling all nice and warm and <laughs> fuzzy inside. You know. Um, that's pure class. That's it for a shout out, man. That makes me this makes makes me feel like way more like proper, like a podcaster, because you hear that all the time on fucking <laughs> podcasts, you know, shout out to this person. <laughs> makes us feel more official, like. And that's more reason for people to tell their friends because if you if you tell your friends and then they give us reviews, tell their friends. Well well mention them on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's like you can an- even just you can even just ask, mention me on the podcast, and you know what? It'll probably fucking happen. <laughs> and you can send in voice but, uh, messages on our on our like anchor page too, on our website. Um, and I actually was I was going to say we'll, as well, we'll, we'll that play I think them on. We'll play them on here for the uh, crack. We'll we'll play any voice messages, and also we'll answer any questions as well, because I know the last. I think the last podcast we did, I suppose I chatted a lot about like getting started with trying to get back into counseling and stuff, which I'm also back in and stuff now. So I was always going to say that if you would have any more questions about that, if oh, I yeah. can answer them, if I can answer them, I will in any way I can yeah. help you. And if I can't, I'll do my best to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And I know Emer, I don't know if you're listening, but she, she messaged the group chat a while ago saying she had an idea for a podcast. So, if you're listening to this, maybe I'll just message you myself. But you should send your idea in in a voice message, and then we can play the voice messages and react live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> and uh, that reminds me, I also made a Facebook page now for us that you can follow. Um, I don't really know. I, like people always say on all our podcasts and that if you give us a review or whatever, then I don't know. Just tell your friends or. Yeah, what? I don't know. Like, only if you I like think, it. Like, Tell your friends. Yeah, only if like, yeah like, if, like if, if hey, you... I listened to these, I listened to these two edits yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, please only leave good reviews. <laughs> um, because that's another thing, because I hear that a lot, and I know a lot of people like leave us a review on iTunes or something, but we're not on iTunes, so I only you can leave us a review there then. We, so. we are on iTunes. Are we? Yeah. Are we? Well, that's news to me. Well, okay, then leave us or, a review on iTunes. <laughs> we were on iTunes. I don't know what's going on with iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts, anyway. <laughs> We're oh, on pretty right. much everywhere. The only place we oh, aren't it's... on yet is Castbox. Um, I don't really know why. Although I requested, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, I was like on my phone, uh, clicked on like the play button, and it was like we're available on these platforms. If you see one you don't like, it's like you can request it. So I requested it. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to think it's from me or if it's like from a fan. So yeah. that, that <laughs> way. But it's like it says that because of COVID, it's like slower on it's going out but i don't know why it's not on castbox which is annoying because that's the podcast app i use but it is on yeah. it, does seem, it does seem to be everywhere else thankfully so that's pretty sweet no that's not too and bad. that reminds me too last week we were talking about uh universal books 
And I realized that was a perfect opportunity to talk about the Fierce Pit Bosses music video that I that came out there a few weeks ago, and I didn't mention it at all last last week. We'll mention it now. <laughs> yeah. So Fierce Pit Bosses, uh, go on your YouTube, our video for Here on the Ground, which is like a kind of the video is basically like a little love letter to Letter Kenny and includes such landmarks as universal books books. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um, i for some reason thought you were gonna say there and so i find out it was universal records and universal books <laughs> and they went together <laughs> i didn't do any research for fuck's sake <laughs> it's like expecting this whole big this whole big spiel for some reason and uh i i remember too that uh well i don't know i didn't remember just felt like it could be relevant that um I started doing like a, a playlist on Spotify. So there's like a Fierce Pit Bosses antivirus playlist where I, it's like, I haven't done anything to it in a while, but like if you've been liking the recommendations that we've been doing on the podcast, then you can look that up on Spotify and it's like a playlist of loads of Irish musicians and Irish music. Great. You should um you should do it you should do you should do a separate Spotify playlist where just every week you add in the next song you play. So that, that way if that's so that way people and then if you really wanted to there's probably overlap you know, on that other one anyway so mm. but just be an easy way to find songs but i suppose yeah. if you want to just go back to the just go back to the track just go back to the podcast and, and listen again yeah. for a second or third time listen to the entire podcast to hear that song just because that increases our listens <laughs> <laughs> um just remind me i need to get today's one um so speaking of music are we good get into the album the year yeah i mean yeah i guess we will. Well, yeah oh yeah of course yeah yeah oh damn right <laughs> so i want to explain that i think um owen mentioned that he was like he was i was gonna say, was gonna say owen mentioned the Dulipa album and so i think i actually didn't listen to it right away i think it was like the wednesday and i was driving to work i was still like the hour commute or just over an hour, about an hour and a half commute and i think that album's probably about 45 to 50 minutes long or so so i listened to it twice <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great i understand what you mean about all of like the kind of the 80s backing track and like kind of stuff like this there's a lot of, i feel a lot of 80s vibe from it but jesus there's just a lot like i could just go out and boogie to those songs on a night out so good so, so many fucking bass lines yeah oh yeah do you want as well because some of her songs are some of her a lot a, a lot of her songs are on the radio but the radio we listen to in work just doesn't have any fucking bass in it so i was listening to it in my speaker yeah. which has fucking unreal bass in it and it just, you know, completely changes the song, like. Yeah. But, um, sorry, you go. Yeah. I'm sure you're more of an in-depth here than me just saying absolute bangers. Well, I was going to say, I was, I, was like, I was like, yeah, I'll let you, I had my sort of input last week, so I was letting you have the floor there. Uh, but, um. But, um. Yeah, like, I've listened to, um. Like, I think I'd listened to it maybe two or three times that, that last episode of Ricard, but I'm listening to it more, and it's just. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's everything's catchy. Everything's good. Like there's there's only like on when I'm listening to it on Spotify, the last song is one of the previous songs, Levitating, but it features like a rapper called. Oh yeah, it's a different version. Yeah, a different yeah. version of it, and I don't like it because the original version is just far better. Because the, to yeah. me, the original version is like it's like a straight up like eighties like dance boogie song, and then that's the one has like it's like a has like a rap verse. And as a man that loses does love his rap, it just yeah. has a rap verse thrown in unnecessarily. It just takes away from the song. I noticed. I noticed that she's done. There's like a new. There's like a remix album too. Out. I think that's why that song's on the end because, like, I noticed on YouTube, depending what 
playlist of the album you listen to, there might be a different song at the end. So I think it's just, I think it's like um, promotion. Yeah, it's like different different versions of the album have a different song from this new remix album that like they're just trying to get out there or whatever. Yeah, which is like actually something I noticed too. It's like I I'm getting recommendations for this shit all the time. And like, I think I've only, I think I listened to one, like using my YouTube account, I think I've listened to one song and I listened to the Needle Drop uh, review and I've been like, been like inundated with Dua Lipa adverts. So it's just like, I was like, I've just really noticed that like whenever you engage with something with a big advertising budget behind it, the difference yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like ooh, well, there's there's that there's that algorithm fucked in a way. Just like they're just like yeah. this, this, because like I because I, I usually listen to on like I on I use Firefox and I it's got like tab containers, so all my like accounts are separate. So I've yeah. got a tab that uh, I'm signing like I've got one container where I'm signing to Google, so that's where I yeah. listen to YouTube on. I've got one, so even if I listen on Spotify, that's separate as well. And a lot of time I listen to music on a youtube chat that are not signed into it just so i don't want it to interfere with my like other videos mean, that i'm watching yeah because I'm, I'm gonna guess that one has a lot of philosophy videos so you don't want fucking do like, coming yeah, that's into my that, account like... that's my account so it's got like yeah philosophy and like just different things that are, like video, yeah. like actual videos like yeah so uh, yeah so it's like then when i'm like in the music i just like tend to open a new tab that i'm not signed into and this isn't the music and but yeah it's just like really noticed that i was like what's going on here but um marketing <laughs> yeah but marketing with a big budget <laughs> yeah marketing it knows what they're at yeah or well not knows what they're at has enough money to be able to do whatever they want yeah just floodgy mm. but um yeah you messaged me like on monday or tuesday being like there's some bangers on this <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you because like, i think it was that was like it was that day when i was listening to it and i was like holy shit like i was like jeez i can really feel that like because um yeah it's like there's like there's, there's there's like three songs in a row i think in particular it's like levitating pretty please and hallucinate pretty and they're like my th- pretty please they're like my favorite. three favorites so, uh levitating's my favorite because i can just imagine myself boogieing to that so much in the dance floor levitate's I just, very good too yeah i uh, just but i think those three pretty in a row please. i was just and, like and co- cool is really good as well cool is really good and fucking i did like, i did actually cool, i did also cool and pretty please aren't even sing- singles i think levitate might have been a single it's definitely got single um, potential anyway. Don't no no. The second song is a signal. Is a single. Uh, there's three. There's stop. three songs off the album that's are, that are don't, singles. Don't stop I know, now. I know that, uh, hang on, I've got it up here. Yeah. Uh, don't start Cause, now because uh, I know. Yeah, don't start now. That's definitely one, and I know that there from the radio. I think there's two or three that are. And well, I'm just looking at. I I'm, don't think... I'm on the. I'm on the album list here, and don't start mm. now. Um. Physical, pretty no. Hallucinate and break my heart. I'll have videos, so they might be the signals. Signals. I'd say so. Single. The only one don't. The only one that would didn't know was signals. Hallucinate, but the other three are played on Irish. We do an awful lot. Yeah, I know that just from work. Yeah. Because I hear, yeah. I heard them a bit, but you wouldn't and even hear them that of, much. But her, I recognize the second one. One of her older songs gets played on the radio mm-hmm. still. Um, New Rules. Do you know that one? That one's quite good too. Oh, I probably yeah, do. It's one. It's one I. But 
because I, th- I remember I think that was like why I listened to the album because I was like that came on the radio and I was like oh, that's Dua Lipa too and I was like I'm gonna listen to this album. I'm gonna listen to the I, I just looked up <laughs> to whatever find that one that was the newest album listen to that and I was like this is great <laughs> hmm. I yeah. think she was covered uh, oh yeah that's what yeah, I'm gonna was, say Definitely the reason that I even like entertained the idea of looking this album up is from listening to Switched On Pop podcast, which I think I've brought up here before. But mm-hmm. like that has given me a uh, appreciation for pop music that I never had before because it's two, it's a musicologist and a songwriter, and they like deep dive into pop music in every episode. And like, mm. even like the one of the guys, the musicologist, he said in an uh, episode I re- listened to recently, he was like saying, "My life is better from listening to pop music. It's like, op- it's like I've opened up a part of my life to more like joy <laughs> and happiness. Yeah, <laughs> to, to yeah. just to just being happy, to just being cheerful. Yeah. Instead of being like this fucking like um, stuffy music critic, like I can just listen to fucking." Julie, for example, and just be happy, and and like that, like I definitely would not have given this album. I wouldn't even put it on. I don't think if I didn't listen, you would probably you would have you would have almost turned it off if somebody put it on or something. You'd be like, nah, nah, nah I'm listening to her, and then you listen. Like, like I might have, I might have still enjoyed the <laughs> songs that I heard, but I don't think I ever would have decided to go out of my way and be like, I'm going to give this whole album a listen to. Yeah. And also, like, to hear the album from yeah. start to finish, which is also, like, a difference as well. Like, um, I don't think I've ever done that because, with a like, pop I, album I can agree with that. Cause... Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I do find that funny because I remember years ago chatting to, like, Marty Dorn about something and he was saying that he, like, read a study about how, because he, he's a metalhead, about how, like, metalheads usually tend to apparently have higher jobs or, or higher paying jobs or more education. And I was like, 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 like uh, these kind of studies and scientific studies, they can be like like that are very dubious, dubious, not even open to interpretation, but just they they have they have see they have an end goal inside. There's like the studies that say that, like smart people take drugs or something. It's like I don't know. They're yeah, exactly. Weird. It's, like it's no, but you see what it is is they they start. Maybe? They, yeah, they they start with what they want their conclusion yeah. to be. So they they move from their conclusion back, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do scientifically. Not the you're scientific supposed to method at all. No, no, exactly. It's like because if you if you want if you want to if you try hard enough, you can prove anything to anything. Like you know what I mean. If you try hard enough w- with a final result, you could find a way to prove that. Yeah, but it'll be probably pretty sketchy yeah. but you'll it'll prove it but you'll find a way to be sketchy and that's why but then there was another study that came out about like it was kind of funny what you're saying about that guy saying his life's got better and it was that people and you see it could be it's probably the same thing but people with pop music do tend to be like happier or more and the the, the side and it actually the study came out about whenever um that song happy came out you know because yeah. i'm happy you know and like one of the arguments in the study was so simple but it was so true it was like you're listening to a song that's telling you because I'm happy, like just your brain's going to go because I'm happy. And most yeah. people think negative, negative thoughts. And then all of a sudden it's because like, I'm, I'm ha- happy. I'm happy. I just listen. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's just like a trick in your brain. And yeah. it's like, so yet but again, yeah, you could say that that's, that study is doing the same thing, but and at I, the same I, time, like, I genuinely, 
I remember I was like, I put on that album and I was just like, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so upbeat. Like you're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like the, there's like a thing people and they. I remember seeing a study where it's like it it can be it's like usually different between men and women. Men tend to like if they're if men are feeling sad, they tend to listen to sad music, or if mm. women are feeling sad, they tend to listen to happy music. And I think they have recently found that there is a benefit to both. But yeah, I think like gen in general, listening to happy music when you're sad is actually healthier. I would say but so. I think there can I think there can be a benefit to putting on something that's... sad so that it, there's because there's there's a feeling of like well I feel sad but at least I'm not alone kind of yeah. thing. It's I'm not the only one that's felt this way. Which you can which is real to me sounds like if you're a teenage feeling because that's how it is whenever you're a teenager listening to music sometimes sad music and be like oh. Uh, yeah, because I even remember was it like Lord Atlantis? One of the songs is another sad song, and it's just like I'm just a sad. Here's another sad song by a sad boy playing the saddest chords he knows, and I was like, I'm sad. <laughs> you're like, like 15 years old, like <laughs> you're like, like oh, it's so like, deep. <laughs> there's a meme like that where it's like a uh, white guy like, just, like being like, I'm so sad, and it's like this is dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true like but I, um, like, yeah i noticed that like even when i write songs too it's like it it usually starts sad but then i i don't know there's like there always comes a point in the pr- writing process where i realize i'm like this is depressing and then i always yeah. have to like, give it a happy ending or not a happy ending just more of like a kind of a catharsis you don't want you to get yeah you don't there has a to be closure some, yeah a closure but um, I suppose like the the most famous, well, I think the most famous song for like that usually tends to be that fucking song, Pumped Up Kicks, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because that's the one that has like pure upbeat song about a school shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of shows the difference of what like lyrics and music can do. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to say but, uh, I, I do. I genuinely think that Pretty Please is my song of the year. <laughs> Like, I just want like, to say that that's. I remember you saying that, and I was like, Jesus, Owen, you're picking a fucking sexually charged song. <laughs> but that's the whole. Lot. That, that's a good point too. Like that, like that song. It's like it's quite like sultry, but it's also really playful. And I think that's like the kind of theme for the album. It's like she's not afraid yeah. to like get be, fucking. She's, she, she's not afraid to be like sexual, but I, I don't ever feel like it's like gratuitous. Or over the top, and I know what you mean by playful because sometimes it's yeah. just a bit like it's kind of funny, but kind of like not like not like like haha funny. It's just kind of like I don't know. It's just funny, but you just you wouldn't. I just didn't expect it from like a pop song. Yeah. Like and like and that song. Fucking, I dedicate this song to all this pipe in the moonlight. <laughs> like come on, oh yeah, <laughs> good pipe in the moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm sitting there driving down the road, going like, "Yeah, yeah. pipe in the moonlight, just singing." Yeah, that's, that's on uh, good in bed. On a, yeah. yeah, good in bed. Yeah, but, um, and uh, fucking yeah, pretty please. Like, like just a good like go back to him. Like I don't know. I think that just one that I think it like sums up the the strengths of the album really well because it's like it's got this it's got this the weird kind of glitchy too. like outro. And like the production, there's like we like percussive mm. hits that happen on certain lyrics and stuff, and then like and then the outro it like starts like glitching with the words and everything. And I don't know, I it just constantly gets stuck in my head. And I just find myself like humming along and snap my fingers to this like 
Yeah. And just, yeah. just boogie yeah. and down, man. That's what I mean. That entire song, that entire song makes your body, that entire song, that entire yeah. album, I feel, makes your body want to like yeah. groove and dance. You do, you do want to get off your seat. You know, it's one of like, I couldn't imagine ever listening to that, like just sitting down, at least driving. I'm like bopping yeah. along, I suppose, and you're driving. But like, if you're just sitting there, I'd just, I'd have to yeah. get up and probably fucking boogie down. And like, I think, like, I mentioned last week and you mentioned earlier, but like, you know, you get like 80s vibes and all, but, but it's also not just 80s. Like, I definitely have noticed like different eras. And I think that's the, one of the big strengths of it. It's like when you listen to it, you can hear those little elements that, that sound familiar, but they're all updated really well. Like, even today, I went yeah. to, I, I, it was um physical, and there's like a part note reminded me of I Need a Hero. And it's like, she, there's like a bit in like the bridge towards the end where she like kind of like distorts her like voice a little bit. And it's just like, and like and her that's another thing her voice is great i love it <laughs> it's like it's like really um mature like if that makes sense i don't know it's just very or very self-assured and like strong mm. but, and then like there's there's a definite confidence in her voice i think that like and like there's moments like that in physical where it's like it gets a bit distorted and there's parts where she lets it like kind of she almost has like we squeaks and stuff like yeah um yeah was her oh yeah, yeah i had another note uh i noticed in uh the break my heart music video there's this one part she looks like she's wearing marge simpson's pink chanel suit i've seen the video but of... i want to look that up now anyway <laughs> Definitely feel like I'm developing some kind of <laughs> schoolboy crush on her. Yeah, I, I don't worry. Singing I, about, I can singing believe... these songs and just like, <sighs> do it. Yeah, no, don't worry. I actually feel the exact. Oh, I, I feel the exact same way. Even before I even knew what she looked like or anything, just listening to the songs, I was like, oh, why can't we be friends? <laughs> I was like, don't stop or don't start. Oh, damn it. Don't start now. Don't stop now. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back, come back to me. Even though I never had you. Must must get a poster for the room. That'd be great, hey. Big full life size one. Get a body pillow. Not too far. Get a life size one on your on your fucking ceiling, man. You take a girl home and lie her down in the bed. She just she's doing leapers staring at her like, and she's like, I'm kind of tall and blonde. But yeah, after uh, bringing her up last week, I listened to um, The Needle Drop, Anthony Fantano, which you said you didn't know last week. No, I don't think you so. You heard him. He's basically like one of the... I think I said biggest, I might have, and then I realized I didn't. <laughs> Anthony Fantano, he's basically like the biggest uh, music critic on YouTube, I'd say. It's, it's fair to say. Mm. So I listened, I just like looked up his review of it then, and he loved it as well, but he did like criticize... Like the two songs he didn't really like were um, "Good in Bed." And I think his main um, criticism there was like he found the what's the like it's in the chorus like because in that and yeah something like that he's like said he said they find that really annoying and then I was like. I was like, nah, nah, I don't find it annoying. <laughs> I, was nah, like, nah. This, I was like, this is all just really fun pop music. 
but and like, think, like, like to, like, to me, maybe, to me good, good in the bed it would be one of my least favorite songs in the album but it's still a really good song yeah you know, it's, still way, like, yeah. it's still a really good song but like that really album fun, is full of like, really good songs like yeah, yeah it's probably so it's it good. might it could like maybe it probably would have to pick it as maybe the the worst of the bunch but i definitely don't think it's bad like i understand yeah, what he's like, saying but like i think by the time it gets there too i'm just so like enamored with the album that i'm just like along for the ride just like i'm okay i'm okay with this i would i also i also just felt felt that like the song was a bit oh that song is a wee bit different i suppose to the rest of the album which yeah. isn't really necessarily a bad thing which shows yeah. a wee bit of like you know what i mean and then like trying something a wee bit different because i think if i'm right that one is the one that kind of starts off with more like kind of just a piano bass and then it kind of goes on from that there and it builds up it's you know it, it's a wee bit different even in like yeah. I think tone compared to the rest of the album, which to me would be more of a good thing. Yeah. Hmm. And then the other one he criticized was the the last song, uh, Boys Will Be Boys, which I also kind of get his criticism, but... That was a good end. Say... Yeah, no, kinda... I think so too. Huh? Because I, th- I kind of feel like for a lot of albums, you kind of need that kind of... That song's trying to be... be, be more epicish, and it kind of has the whole kind of yeah. coming on and it's obviously quite about female empowerment but and yeah. I actually one thing i will say that like i really liked in that song is that i think one of the, some of the lyrics are about and if you're offended by this it's kind of like shut up or grow up i can't remember exactly if, what she says and i thought that's kind of funny offended if if this song offend or something about if you're offended then you're doing something wrong which i yeah, which, which is, i just thought which, was kind of funny yeah <laughs> but like in a right way but i think like yeah, so he I can't remember his criticism, but I kinda agree a little bit where it's like she's kind of like that line which is like, Oh, if you're offended by this song, I think that's it. if you're offended by this song, you must be doing something wrong. And I was like maybe you could like I'd almost felt like a cop out because she was like, Well, I know I'm gonna get backlash, so I'll just address it now and then Do you know what I mean? I understand that, but but again, I, like, I, I, also, I think I think it's totally earned. Like, like, like you said, it's it's about female empowerment, and I think like everything that everything previous in the album has been is kind of leading up to this. Her as a person, even on the first track, she sings about being an alpha female or yeah, something. I'm not. I'm, I'm not used. You're not used to a female alpha. That's yeah. what it is. Like, yes, what yeah. she says. Yeah, and like, and and like, so there's that set up in the very first track. Then every other lyric, without explicitly saying implies that she is an independent woman with like all the rest of the lyrics so i think it's perfectly yeah. earned i think it fits i think um yeah, yeah that's what i think too and like i know what you're saying about the backlash but i feel like that's more like something a bit of cop on to know that like i know that this is gonna fucking have backlash so at the end i see it more as like a kind of i know you're gonna give me backlash but you know what fuck you you know i kind of way it's like i know you're i know i'm gonna get yeah grief, but so. I, I, it's like a for me it's like a th- that's like a it's like a, I don't know, it's like a thing you can use in an argument to be like, yeah, well, it's like me going like, well, if you, like, to turn it around the other way, for example, you could be like, well, well if you don't get this, that's just because you're a woman. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like that. that uh, that's fair enough, that, yeah. It's that logic that you can use in an argument. I don't know. I don't like, know. I don't I know. That was the, the, that's, that's not really the example I was thinking of. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just came up with the extreme. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's going fucking, it's going real it's old like, school there. <laughs> it, but you know, it's kind of the same thing, but it's like, instead of, 
instead of actually dealing with the backlash, she just pointed it out. And then because she pointed it out, it makes it invalid. And it's like a thing people use in arguments. But that's but that's my only criticism. Because then I was and and the thing is too, like there are lads that are gonna like listen to maybe they won't even listen, but there are certain people, certain lads that hear a song like that and they'd be like, Oh, she's saying men are bad then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's taking it pure on the defensive and pure on the like pure. And it's like, like and it's oof. like that lyric is almost like saying to them that like she's acknowledging that she's going to get that reaction from certain people, but instead of actually really dealing with it, she's just saying, "Well, you're the problem then," which I don't yeah. think is a the right way to go about it. Yeah, but mm. then I thought about it some more, and I think it's probably more important that some young girl listens to that song and feels empowered than some lad gets offended. So. Yeah, because that's one thing Fuck I thought. Like this song is like this song is not written for me. Like, yeah, this this that entire album's not written written for my demographic. <laughs> if you want to put it that way, like, and I love that album, but that entire album is in no way, shape, or form written for a twenty seven year old white guy in fucking Ireland. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, it's still full of bangers, still full of great music. But that, yeah, but that last song, like should hopefully that should that should really hit home for like a young girl and hopefully make her yeah. feel better. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. That's what that's what I, for us. That's what I thought yeah. today. I was like I was like there probably are like I definitely know certain people have that point of view where they'll hear something like mm-hmm. that and they'll be like, Oh fuck that or whatever. But you know what? It doesn't really matter if like I said, if some young girl hears the message in that song and it like improves her life then I think that's more valuable than some some lad getting upset yeah over nothing like yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the true. same people like, are, the same kind of lad that would call someone a snowflake too would, would be the one that gets offended <laughs> and I asked I do actually like that you use the word offended <laughs> because those people who get offended and it is offended but they don't like to use the word offended they're like i'm not offended i just don't think that she should be complaining about lads (laughs) it's like i'm not offended though yeah you're offended get the fuck you're offended (laughs) you just don't want to call yourself offended because then that makes you a snowflake exactly but yeah i just i just wanted to go into that because uh anthony fantana went into it and I mm. wanted to explore that a little bit, but yeah, that's fair enough. I like listening today again, even just before this podcast, and I was like, you know what, actually, um, because I was kind of agreeing with him, and then I was like, you know what, I'm actually just totally fine with the song. I think it's yeah. totally earned. I think it just, ma- I think it like, it I think it's a nice sense. conclusion. To the album. Yeah, absolutely. I think it makes perfect sense in the album. I did also want to, um, bring up another song. It's got the same name. It's called Boys Will Be Boys. And I want to put it into the podcast. And I want you to listen to it right now. Yeah, okay. I think it's really powerful. Which was the other kind of... I think was the other reason I was kind of like... Wanted to be critical of that song. Because I was like... I feel like this other one is way more impactful. I remember just listening to it and be like... This is fucking deep shit. Yeah, okay. Let's so, get, like, let's go. so like... Part of my criticism... That it's weird. It's like part of my criticism, but I didn't even criticize it on that anymore because I changed my mind. 
part of what I was going to say was about like how she could have went deeper or whatever, but she's mm. also making a pop album, so I, I think it's like, yeah, you gotta. But like again, again, if you gotta that song, know your if, audience a little bit. If that song was which it most likely was intended for like a twelve-year-old girl, like you can't yeah. really go too deep, really. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like, I think she did. I think the, I think she was true to herself. Judging by the rest of the album, I think. Mm. perfectly fine so i forgot to mention on the podcast but the song boys will be boys is sung by stella donnelly and here it is now
Oh man, that is powerful. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus, the lyrics. And, well, she has a beautiful voice for a start, which yeah. is going to catch great, you, but the lyrics are very intense. Yeah. Great performance, but those lyrics are very intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, like. Kind of knew it was gonna, I kind of knew it was going to be, but like, whoa. Yeah. And I think that was just kind of in my mind the first time I heard the Dua Lipa one, because it was like. It's the, it's like the same title of the song. Comparison. It's the same title, and it's like, well, she went way deeper. Why couldn't you do that? But yeah, I feel I feel like they both did have different meetings, but I know exactly yeah. what you mean. But that was very strong because yeah. I feel like that, like I feel from that song that that there's I feel like there's no way that that's a work of fiction. And there's like very you know, there's very like direct, like there's, there's lyrics yeah, that there's you just two, and there's lyrics that there's, you can't. It's not general. You can't, it couldn't be like reading from a newspaper article. Well, there, I was just thinking that there's, there's lyrics that you can't help but just like empathize to, where she brings up, it's like, would you blame your little sister and stuff? And it's just like, yeah. It's like really fucking it makes it personal really, for you. It really draws you in. Like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. Very powerful. But, um, that's absolutely lovely. Well, yeah. it wasn't uh, absolutely, well, it wasn't really absolutely lovely, but it was absolutely lovely at the same time. Yeah. It's, the way the way she does it too it's like it's so stripped back and raw it's like just her voice and the guitar and it's like yeah but also she she kind of she's mostly doing the same pattern but she changes it up i think maybe when she's saying the little sister part is that she changes the strumming pattern or the note she's playing or something and just adds that extra emphasis to to kind of point she's making that was beautiful but yeah i wanted to like use this whole discussion to like bring up something that i wanted to talk about for a while but it was kind of i don't know it's hard to get it the time i don't know just hard to i think i brought it up before whereas like i want to talk about something deep or something yeah something real but uh okay this feels like the the best segue we're gonna get (laughs) okay But yeah, so basically, like during the summer, there was like a bit of a, I don't know what way to describe it, bit of a hoopla. <laughs> that's not the right. That's not a good word. But if I, I don't want to use that word. That's like diminishing it. But it's like on the on the Northern Irish music scene anyway. There was like some drama, shall we say. Again, not trying to diminish diminish this. I I just don't know. I think I have an idea of what you're on about, but yeah, there was a serious incident. Yeah, some serious accusations made. Yes, and I also want to say I only I only want to use I only want the only reason I'm being vague and saying like accusations or if I'm if I'm vague in the rest of this is because. Uh, we can't have to be careful because we're on a podcast. And we don't want to. There's legal <laughs> ramifications mm. if we say something wrong. So and I will say for myself, get... I I don't know enough, and I'll let Owen take the yeah. reins here. So. <laughs> so basically, I like there's something that like I it came it happened in like June. I like had to look it up again. Um, 
basically the way the way I was introduced to it was uh, the band Junk Drawer from Belfast. They made a post on their page, um, like saying that, um, just calling out certain behavior. And this was my first introduction. I didn't really know what was going on either. Is like, is like, we don't like this, these people at shows or whatever. And I was like, okay, didn't quite understand at that point. Uh, but then from talking to other people, I kind of got a, got an understanding. So basically, again, I don't even know if I can use names specifically, just in case. Hmm. Anyway, Maybe, I, I would say just don't. I'll, use, I'll, use, ba- for I'll use band. I'll use band names. Then there's yeah, better so a member of Pasco will not survive this and is also in Jealous of the Birds, who is quickly kicked out of. Um, is accused of abusing his ex-girlfriend. She made I later uh, read the post after finding more about it. She was like multiple pages, like it was like multiple posts of multiple pages. It was a lot. Went in a really great detail of what happened to her. It was pretty fucking it's pretty fucked yeah dark and fucked up just abuse uh like emotional and physical um (laughs) i I was reminded when i was making these notes that uh there was like a (laughs) i seen like a few weeks later so the band was pascal not survive this and then someone made a post saying pascal categorically did not survive this (laughs) 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 Um <laughs> uh, so basically yeah she made her post and then that was followed by other people coming forward with similar stories abuse and misconduct and stuff in the scene northern Ireland, like i think belfast specifically music scene and then the junk drawer hmm. they like they like called out certain people i think they had like multiple posts they like they were like, if the people involved respond to this, we'll call them out. And then they did make another post. But basically, the main message they kept sharing, all the people kept sharing, was believe victims. And I shared junk drawers post after find out a little bit more about what was going on. Because, like, obviously I wanted to, like, show solidarity. And also... Yeah, yeah and give, also, give, I, give didn't, I didn't weigh in in any way. Because I was like, they have said it better than... I could possibly say it, so I just shared their thing as my support, and basically try to leave it to that. Um, but yeah, like, like I found out more from like friends, and then like on like a group chat and stuff, like found out a little bit more, and we discussed it more, and then eventually the guy on the Pascal Not Survive this uh, Facebook page eventually made a statement like a week or so later and it was like very fucking and it was kind of weird to be honest like it's very it seemed it seemed very it seemed very careful not to it's it felt like he was advised legally not to say certain things or something like because he didn't apologize felt very calculated and stuff and yeah so because he because he because because he didn't apologize because if he was apologized then he would be Recognizing or acknowledging yeah, that exactly. certain things happened, he's like so very he's not careful not to admit anything. Something guilt. that happened, yeah. And uh, but yeah. he also mentioned that it was like he said something about it being like mutually toxic, which would imply that he was at fault, and still he didn't apologize. So 
<laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Can I can I fuck yourself over that one? <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, the reason I want to talk about it is because like at the time I like, and this is where I went back to my journals from like um, July, because I was like, hmm. and I was like going over what like, um, so basically I found out about it, and then like, whenever the statement came out, that's when it like came up again, and like me and friends were talking about it, and we we're like discussing it and stuff, and. So like like I said, the big thing was like share and believe victims, and I was like, yes, I agree with this, and that's why I was like supporting it and everything on the band page. And I was gonna like find that whole uh, post that I shared, but it's like it was I, f- I went back and found it. It's way too long. So if you want to find it, just go to the Fierce Pit Bosses band page and scroll down a little bit. It's only from June, I think. So and uh, there hasn't been that many posts since because fucking yeah. no one's happening because lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that is a message. Believe victims. But I started like noticing that there was like a wee bit of me that was like um I don't know, it was like this it was this reaction that I, I had to like address and it was like it's like, oh, this is just it's like we should believe victims, but at the same time it's just someone saying something and there's no proof. So I like that was like what I was journaling about me and he was like I was trying to get to the bottom of this, why I was having this reaction. And basically I think like it was because on some uncon- subconscious or unconscious level, I was seeing myself in the person accused. Because I'm a man, I'm a man in the music industry, and so there's like a there's a, there's a tenuous connection there. Yeah, there's a it's connection like, there I, like, of like, some sort. Yeah, you, and you I realize, still put like, yourself in their shoes in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I realize it, like it's complete. Like this reaction could be involuntary. Like, hmm. but it was like I was like, what? What's going on here? And it was like it's there's just like a a tribalism that we have. It's like it's like that's me, and I could be next, and that's what I was like. Even though consciously I was like I support them, and I think also hmm. that's something I heard more recently. Too is like some someone was talking about that thing, and it's like we talked about it before. It's like your thoughts, your thoughts aren't you. And like I heard heard someone say that, like, yeah, your thoughts aren't yeah. actually a good, uh, even, um, your thoughts aren't a good like analysis of who you are as a person. It, your actions are interpretation, a good interpretation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like your thoughts don't actually mean that much. It's like your actions that actually decide if you're a good person or not. So that kind of helped me. Well, that, even though that was like later, but at the time I like really, I was like, I just kind of realized like this isn't like, this isn't a, a conscious decision. It's just something that hap- ha- is happening in me. And I dug a little deeper and realized that. And it's like, it's like well, an instinctual you- self-preservation because I don't want to be, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> It's like tribalism, and we all have it. We all, it's like, like, I was gonna say, do you think that, like, maybe not even about like a putting yourself on his shoes type of thing? Is that, like, I, no, any probably psychologist or whatever, probably tell me wrong. I think an awful lot of things, whenever you go through them, if they're going to strike you in any kind of way difficult emotionally, you pretty much follow no matter what the five stages of grief. And at some point, you're always gonna be in a bit of denial. And I feel like I, 
deal with deny a lot with a lot of things, a lot of issues, and a lot of shit in my life. But um, part of it would actually be even you would. No, by the way, I want to say when I'm saying this, I'm not saying that what she said isn't true. What I'm saying is you would want to believe that it isn't. Do you know what I mean? That's, you would. I think that's. You would, I think that's true. Actually, um, you would. You just. You wouldn't want to believe that this person could be this horrible or like this kind of evil nature yeah or this or no, think... these kind of horrible acts you just you really don't want to believe that these exist because nobody does particularly if you're a good person and you don't want these things to happen whenever you hear of somebody doing these actions it can strike you very hard because well you see this think, as the most horrible if... thing do you know what i, I mean think, i think actually like uh i think you did touch on something there i think actually probably what could be involved as well was that like I know I know know this person, so that yeah. means that I was tricked. Yeah, you were manipulated. Great. You were yeah. you were you were emotionally manipulated. Good, I believe this is a good person, therefore I was tricked. So maybe that maybe that is part of it too. That would be like like now obviously you weren't uh, like hurt as much as his ex partner was, but like you were. That's what that's what I think a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize for ages too. Is that a person that is a manipulator or an emotional manipulator or an abuser is like they're not just doing that to one person. That's one thing. Is that like what I've now learned, unfortunately, from unfortunately kind of an awful lot of experience in this area and from multiple different people. Not gonna say experience, but just say come across it is that there's a natural assumption whenever you hear about somebody that is an abuser who's abused someone that you assume that like the person that say is the main victim or the person that suffered the most from the abuser is affected the most. But the thing is, is that they're emotionally manipulating everyone around them. It's not just, it's a, it's like a group effort. They have to, yeah. they have to undermine the person that they're mainly abusing, which is mostly going to be their girlfriend, but then they have to undermine them in front of all of their friends too, and make them question her because then that makes it harder for her or sorry make not her because it it's also can be men too because unfortunately they dealt with that too but like it can be make question that person so that that they that person they will be undermined or maybe they will not be believed even by their friends and then that is them getting emotion that is them emotionally manipulating you because you see them as the good person then they could never do this thing Sure, they could never do this thing. They're the great, they're the greatest guy in the world, they're the greatest person in the world. They could never do this. She's chatting shit, and then that's why, or they're chatting shit, and then that's why it kind of ends up that way. And it's kind of weird. So, so to think maybe, that maybe, um, maybe, yeah, I'm just thinking like maybe there's two layers. So, like, yeah. I think the thing I was like tapping into is basically it's like this is a reflection on me in some way because yeah. I'm in the same category basically would you be but then it's layer? also but then it's also reflection being another layer because i didn't see it or i was tricked so yeah, i think that, that was... i think that's like probably both those things combined or the or what i, I would what I, uh, to be honest I'd, I'd even go in for a third layer for you so the first one is you can put yourself in his shoes you can see yourself in the same way the second is he's a good person i don't want to see him him like that and then and then the third is i wasn't able to do anything to stop this you have this kind of can have you can develop a kind of guilt for it of i should have seen it but you were also manipulated which is why you don't see it well i think one layer is like a layer that like you just can't help which is self-preservation yeah 
which and is a natural like, thing, which is yeah, more so of a, which is more instinctual than anything else. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I wanted to get at. It's like, it's like, which I think I had to tell myself. It's like it, it's like I don't have control over those base thoughts. I have yeah. control over the the second thoughts. <laughs> it's like the way the way I imagine like control over like base thoughts and stuff like that is like you don't really have control over your body needing food or water. Yeah. You have control yeah. giving your body food or water, but you can't control it and ever, ever wanting this. But then I know what you mean by the second thoughts, which is like whenever it kind of comes into more your conscious into yeah. play. And like, and like I said, it's like stuff we've brought up before where it's like you have these thoughts. It's like, it's just like another layer of that. You can have dark thoughts or you can have just thoughts that you can have thoughts that you just don't. Yeah, like it's, I'm sure, like I'm sure, I'm sure all of us have thought like I'm, I could fucking kill him. I could kill that person. Yeah. It's like, and then like ninety nine percent of people have never killed. Well, I mean not ninety nine percent, but you know what I mean. Like most people have never killed somebody because there's even that there's thing like they call it a void, which you can get like if you stand off a high cliff or if you're driving and it's like if you stand yeah. off a tall cliff, like I could just jump right now or I'll drive into that ditch, which is they're called call it a void thoughts, which like everyone gets them. It doesn't actually mean yeah that you're going to do it <laughs> it's just thoughts that you get for some i'm pretty sure unknown reason but um yeah no it is interesting man because unfortunately i've dealt with a lot of that stuff in my life of just like finding out that people that thought were good people or people that i really liked ended up being abusers or people that were really close to me ended up finding out that they were abused and it's really fucking surreal you always think when if you're growing up or you see stuff in movies of like drug sex and violence it always like you're assuming it's all over the top or gratuitous and then it turns out in real life it's just that it happens like way worse and way more i personally think yeah. which is really saddening because i'm really still just a wee boy and it's really heartbreaking <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah. um it's sad to hear stuff. Yeah, I'm sure for you that was kind of quite heartbreaking too. Because I'm going to take it that this person was probably a bit higher up in the Northern Irish music scene. So I'm sure you could have possibly, in some way, shape, or form, seen him as someone to kind of look at or look up to. Yeah, a little bit. Like, not. I'm not saying overly too much, but you. I could still imagine a kind of yeah, like. Yeah, you're. Uh, you're kind of like. You're kind of like. Oh well, if they're getting this level of success, then we potentially can too. Yeah. And so I was talking about like. Um, you know, there's like an element of self-preservation. Mm. And it's like, if he... It's like, if, if this happens to him, it can happen to, to me. I think like that... I don't know. Anyway, basically, eventually I realized that I'm not a total piece of shit, so I don't actually have anything to worry about anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's that, there's that... Does that? But I can understand how I think those it's kind of weirdly kind of telling creep. too, because you're just like you you forget. It's like for some reason you're like it's like I know for a fact that I would never do that, but I also have this weird other thought where I'm like that'll happen to me, and it's like but no, it won't. <laughs> Why would it, it happen to me? Bit. There's um like I thought it was interesting because I was actually chatting to Kyle the other night and we were chatting about you know like gaslighting. Hmm. You know, and we're just chatting about how that's way more common than it kind of should be, but it is really common. Yeah. And I, everyone, like male or female or whatever, or or male, female, they would have probably felt it in some way, shape, or form. And it's kind of weird, like, just because I, cause I know of people that have done it and it's like, a girl's looking for a swimsuit and it's like, oh, don't 
they have to buy like the fucking most covering up one because otherwise they're a slot because they're trying to look at this or I've done it like and this and if like oh, it's just it's weird where it comes from like I just I don't get it like I don't get why it's why it is so common like I don't I find it hard to comprehend why it's such a thing like yeah because like really like really this all comes down to jealousy and not being able to deal with jealousy and like I'll put it this way see gaslighting or some of that weird like whatever shit I feel like that is okay whenever you're like 16 and 17 have your first girlfriend and you're being fucking way like over jealous overprotective and whatever like that's okay when you're like 16 17 and it's your first girlfriend because but afterwards you have to grow up and get over it do you know what I mean I, th- I think uh I don't know about that <laughs> what I meant is whenever you're 16 and you're ultra jealous like I will kind of sort of forgive somebody being like that if say it's their first girlfriend and all these emotions are new and you got all these fucking hormones and you are you know you're almost like not as in fully control yeah. as you should be as an adult but when it, whenever you're an adult, like it's, yeah. it's a different story. Like, like you need to grow. You need to grow up and cop on. As whenever you're like sixteen, seventeen, yeah. all these feelings are new. Your hormones are wild. Okay. Fucking that's this jealousy. Yeah. It's a real thing. Okay, but like, afterwards, like, fuck, you have to like, grow up I, and deal I, with these emotions. I fucking really have no. I don't know, man. Nothing like just gets me more fucking mad than when I hear stories of just people manipulating other people. It, I, it's. I've just heard so many stories and it's just f- so fucked up. It's yeah. Emotional fucking warfare people are wa- wa- like waging on each other. And do what, do what I just never understand is, um, and I think I never understand it. Cause I just, I hope to God, I know I can't ever really think like it is that the, the, the subtlety and the like almost like planning. I know, you know man. They, they kind of like it's like this is months. Like this is like a pure planned attack. This is like it's yeah. like what the hell, man? Like yeah, like like man, like I fucking I'm too busy trying to figure out fucking how to sort myself out or get out of bed, let alone fucking try and figure out like I'm too I'm too busy trying to sort out my own emotions rather than whether to try and fucking manipulate somebody else's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fucking man. hell, like like I I just can't get my head around it. But I've also just seen like the effect it has on people, and it's mm. I, 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 man, just can't stand it. Hey, I just I can't. Yeah, because really I've seen like like it like it does just dumbfound me in a way, like you're saying. But I I don't know, man. It's just but you see, most, do what I take. I think it's just... one of the worst things you can do to someone. Like it's so fucked up. But like the recovery of this takes a lot longer than people would think. Like this is like years. Like this is like proper like. This is years, like years of abuse. Even a year of abuse is going to be like fucking five years of recovery. That kind of thing. Like, you know, it's like, it's such a, it's such a hard road. But what I was going to say is what is always a good sign, at least for us, Owen, just for me to sound hopefully arrogant, but in the best way is that if you are usually, if you find yourself dumbfounded or like absolutely confused by the whole thing, it's probably a really good sign, at least for you. Yeah, because fucking you're like capable of that shit. Like. No, because I don't like I don't know whether it's just I'm not smart enough or just not evil enough or yeah. just not you know what I mean. Like I just and like and the thing is as well is that I would be aware of it and like, because there's see there's a difference between like there would have time been times where maybe I may have acted or been jealous in a relationship or even like right now, but that's also then how I choose chose to react. Then it's like you see jealousy is a natural feeling that everyone yeah. can feel. 
but then how you react to it is a different one but also you could be fucking drunk one night and do something stupid and like fucking be jealous and get, like say get annoyed at a guy chatting I, don't even know, I don't know how much jealousy has to do with these things like i think it's just a need to control that's another part of it yeah I think very maybe... control it, it like the controlling aspect is kind of interesting because it would be like it doesn't even really matter who the person is as long yeah. as I'm as long as I'm controlling them. Yeah. And, and yeah. Anyway, I just want to wrap this up a yeah, little bit. Um so to go to go back to like um how I was feeling is like I knew I wanted to support like I knew the message of like support victims, which is the thing that like was being shared. I knew, like, like to go back to like differencing like thoughts and actions. It's like I was like I knew that this was a good thing. That's why I shared it. I wanted to support it, but I just also had like those like conflicted feelings in me as well. And that's also why I want to talk about it here because like I'm sure I'm not the only person who like who's dealt with like, this. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I think I think we need to acknowledge that, like you, you can pre- we can pretend that, like oh look I'm so good I shared the thing. And we can pretend that that's it and there's no black and white or there's no gray area. It's all just the black and white. So that's why mm. I want to, but I want to try and be fucking real and potentially help someone that if they're going through this as well or just feeling confused. But I did like, I did like reconcile all this, which is also why I wanted to bring it up. Hmm. And she can kind of show that there is at least, at least on yeah. our side, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And on anyone who's unfortunately a victim of all this, there is a light at the end of them. Actually, another thing don't there's terminology excuse is not a victim if you're a survivor or surviving this there is a light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel and you can get help that's one thing i learned before is yeah. don't use don't use the word victim always use the word survivor or surviving well, i'm using victim because that was the uh the terminology that kind of it was almost it almost became like a slogan in a way at the time it was being like believe victims mm-hmm. but um so basically anyway the conclusion that i reached was and the question I asked myself was, do I want to live in a society that protects abusers or one where the victims feel safe enough to come forward? You gotta ask, I think you gotta ask yourself that question and then act according to the answer that you come up with. Mm-hmm. So if you think that victims should feel safe enough to come forward, which I think most rational people do, then yeah. you gotta believe victims. I think that's just the and easiest way to put it. Can I can I just say something like it's gonna be not like a sidetrack, but just say on on the legal side of things. Yeah. If you're a person that goes up and I understand that you're gonna be scared to say give uh, someone's like name or say that they've been abusing you to the guards, but like you don't actually have to take that to court or say get worried about your name's getting put in the papers. Yeah. But what you can do, which is interesting, is you can go and give a statement and say that this happened to you after it's all done. Now, nothing will be done from that statement if you don't want it to be done, which is fine. But what is interesting is, say you give a statement and that person goes on and abuses somebody else, and then they give a statement and that person goes on and abuses somebody else. So if you immediately, I say you're the first person to be a victim of this abuser and take them to court, it's going to be a real they said, they said argument, and it goes nowhere. But if, say, you go and give a statement to the guards, that'll pretty much always be on record. And then another person gives a statement, another person gives a statement, another person gives a statement, and say one person even decides to take them to court. 
in like five years time with five previous statements they're more likely to at least get sort of any prison time because there's at least been a recorded history because one person claiming one thing against another person is like you know as i said that's one person saying one thing one person saying another thing and no proof but if you have a history of of record of of record of the guards being made aware of your um of your pattern of behavior then that can actually at least it might not be immediate but at least in the future they might eventually serve the get the get what they deserve yeah. which is just a way to look at it it's yeah but like you know like there's that um that case with the um what was the rugby players and Paddy Jackson yeah it's like shit like that so like fucking anything we can i think anything that you can do to make mm. make it easier for people because it's already fucking hard yeah like it's, the one thing I'll, I'll say about the patty jackson case is what what the the i think britain and Northern ireland does which i don't agree with is that entire thing is publicized yeah in ireland in the republic it's not publicized it's all like which i do agree with because you don't have a worry of the person accusing getting to find out who they are because like fucking ireland's too small man if you want to eventually find out who the fuck people are it's going to be easy if you know what's going on but usually everything's said whatever not after i just like that was like how much pressure you're going to be under in such a high profile case you know it's gonna it's just like an added, an added stress of of everything that's really not needed i just i i i'm i i personally believe in like if anything's going on in a court case that like that is entirely closed off. Yeah, it should be because because you have not even about even the court of public opinion and people on Facebook and stuff like that, but just Jesus Christ, if you were to sit in a fucking witness stand and chat about your uh, history of abuse, that takes like a fucking it's yeah. one of the bravest things that you can fucking do. But then to the worry of walking down the street. And that's what I mean, is like the abuser or the victim will be a person who was usually not named, but fucking, if you try hard enough, you'll probably be able to find out who they are. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's the... Anyway, sorry, I'm kind of rambling here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah. But, like, yeah, and I I think I... I don't want to, but I think I have to just acknowledge that people are going to be... People always are like, oh, well, you know, some people just make up these stories, and, like, that happens. That's such a barely such a rare amount rare occasion when someone makes up these stories oh you see i find it interesting man because i just i know of one of my friends that it actually happened to where somebody did make up a story and then the girl went on to accuse three more men falsely and got all of them sent to prison which is weirdly enough but i just feel that like like but they are actually so rare but no, I feel like no and matter they, what, they, I, no they, ma- you have to give it. You have to give it the time of day. You can't just if if a, it's like this. If a girl came up, if somebody, if it's not even girls, if somebody came up and said to you, "I was raped," and you just immediately go, "They're making it up." What fucking proof are you having that they're making it up? And you're gonna tell yeah. me a story of they you know somebody that knows somebody that fucking this happened to where somebody made it up but if you're automatically yeah. gonna go they're making it up that makes no fucking sense you're you know if you're looking for proof then like then yeah let's go find proof but yeah i was gonna say like like but like those those stories come out and the there's they come out as well because they're stories like they're like uh it's like sensational but mm. they always come out to when someone's if if it is made up 
and they happen so rarely because they're completely detrimental to the cause. So it's like it's once it's like they're so rare because it's such a detrimental effect on everyone else. Like people know but, not to make these stories up, and then when they do, like, you know what I mean? It like sets everything back, and it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. The only reason I bring it up, the only reason I bring it up, because I know that people argue about it. It's it's weird, though, man. Just the way, like I said, like I said, I don't think that's good enough reason to not believe. See, what I do, what you see, it's kind of unfortunate because, like, it's kind of unfortunate because I don't think you can put like entire faith in. It'd be you see, it'd be so great if you could just put like one hundred percent faith in like the legal system, but unfortunately. There is a lot of shit that goes on that's like, or that doesn't seem to be just or fair, which is really annoying. It's like you wish you could put yourself, if you could put 100% faith in it, like you would have nothing to worry about ever. You'd have nothing to worry about as a victim. You'd have nothing to worry about as someone who's been falsely accused and everyone who's, who's, who has been accused correctly should go away. But unfortunately, it just doesn't work out. That's the kind of annoying thing about it is that if it was 100% effective, it would be fine. But because it's not, then you have this these kind of problems and issues then you have well, that's why yeah. I, that yeah but that's why i asked that question it's like you gotta fucking you gotta ask yourself what world you want to live in and you gotta and also if you want to live in the world where the abusers can do what they want just go ahead and turn yourself in <laughs> <laughs> you'll never get me yeah you'll never take me alive <laughs> Um, good job fucking alcohol can't take me to court for all the abuse I gave it (laughs) (laughs) it's funny laughing about (laughs) social problems so true Uh, to try and tie that back to we're talking about like that Duolipa song too it's like that I think that idea of tribalism I was talking about is like thing she was talking about is like people getting like if you're offended Mm. like i think that ties in in a way and it's like that it's like that mistake that people always make it's like just because someone else is expressing their rights or someone else is gaining rights it doesn't take away from yours yeah it's like that dissonance people have and if it does take away from your rights then you should probably question those rights in the first place like I'm like when whenever whenever slavery is abolished, a lot of people didn't no longer had the right to own a slave. But you know, <laughs> that wasn't like best. That, right? That's that's all right. Like you know, that's that's not that's not a bad trade off to be honest. But um, yeah, they shouldn't have had that. If your if your right encroaches on someone else's right, then yeah, then it that's shouldn't not be a right. Yeah, as long as as long as somebody else's freedom doesn't encroach on your freedom, say, then you have nothing to complain about. But people always make that mistake. It's like, oh, those immigrants with their rights. It's like, your rights aren't affected. Hmm. We're just giving someone else their rights that they deserve. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to say, too, it's like, to go back to about, like believing people, it's like, fucking, it happens to men. Terry Crews. His thing. Yeah, yeah his whole thing. He, he got in a lot of bother. And... I actually absolutely loved his argument for it. He was like, who are they going to believe? The fucking like 200 pound big mostly black guy or somebody else. He was like, I was powerless because I was the bigger party, which is a real, a real kind of, uh, a real kind of like angle you wouldn't really see. Because I'd be like, come on, Terry Crews is fucking huge. He kicked the shit out of everyone. 
Yeah, but if he kicks the shit out of someone, they're going to blame him. Yeah. And, you know, there's a way, like, because his power isn't so easily, like, it isn't so straightforward. It isn't so, like, oh, this person is bigger and this person is smaller, so therefore that's the way it works. Because that is a funny thing, because it, it, it does happen to men, too, and it, like, there's, it's just probably not talked about as much, unfortunately, but it's just harder to... I don't know. It's harder to. I do. I will. I. I do think it is harder for men to describe or open up about yeah. because of obvious reasons. Because we're men, and that doesn't yeah, happen to us. Yeah. Well, it's because men have problem being vulnerable anyway. So then, when so then when you, but then when you when you when you add something like that that like is emasculating and like is like threatens your masculinity on top of being vulnerable it's just a recipe for like no conversation basically yeah like because i know like weirdly enough the uh largest serial rapist in the world was a rapist of men and it was this guy and he within like two years he had he had raped over like 200 he'd like raped like 256 men in like manchester in britain and the police fucking had found out about all of this stuff and had known it was him for quite a long time. And one of their biggest problems was they couldn't get a court case because none of the men would come forward for months. Yeah. Just months. It was about six months before they got anybody to come forward. And I think only five people out of 256 came forward. And you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> because, because before any of them came forward, he was still walking around free. Yeah, that's kind of fucked like. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. But but at the same time, I'm sure as yourself, personally as a man, I can 100% understand that. It would be... Because as I'm saying, because you got to remember as well, as I'm saying in Britain, everything's pretty much public. So you yeah. you know that you're going to be going on some form of a public stage. like. But like that story, that story was like, that was an extra special. You know, that's not your... You have to say normal every day sexual assault is horrible that sounds like that was a real he was a real like he was like almost like a serial killer level like you know mm. got a bit heavy there didn't it well yeah it was, like like i said i i knew it was going i just thought it was important to no to it is important it is important to talk about it's important to talk about this stuff and it was like a big thing that happened and and it, and, and it affected you in a personal way in a way you probably wouldn't have even expected at the time i suppose well, I don't know. I just, I just felt like, I just felt like it needed to be addressed on this because I don't know. Just felt, I don't and know. This is well. To be honest, this is a place forward because usually we get pretty yeah. deep about everything. I've talked about my shit, so like, you talk about your shit. Well, it's not even my shit. I just felt like, as part of the music scene and stuff, and but that's I have that's this, I have this why platform. it's kind of your shit. Like, if well, it's also just because like I felt like there's a certain responsibility or duty to use his platform to to bring it up and yeah and stuff. but I'll move on to the uh, to the the Irish track that I've chosen and are you, um, you going to be like and I'm afraid it's actually uh, pretty pleased by Dua Lipa this week no uh, no <laughs> it's by the band that uh, started this whole thing it's uh, Junk Drawer the band that um, took the like stance in the, in the first place and like I do have to applaud them. They really just like they sort of spearheaded the whole movement. I feel like, and like really mm. took a stance on just a no bullshit stance. 
and um oh yeah just being like fuck it like we know what the crack is we're not gonna pretend or pussyfoot around it yeah they were just like don't come to our shows fucking you know who you are and all this here and yeah it's it's yeah, great you're, you're just you're a piece of shit we know you're a piece of shit and also like the lads drunk drawer are just fucking they're a, a stellar part of the scene and mm. great bunch of lads lovely bunch of lads <laughs> and i was consider like when i was trying to think of what song to choose i wasn't sure because they had an album out this year uh ready for the house which is really good but i was like do i want to do I, should i pick a song off that because it's new and then i was like no nah, i think my job is to sell you is to like play one song and sell you on that band and so i've used that criteria for the choice uh, it's a song off. Is this their first EP? Might be their first EP or second EP. Um, it's a song called "Do You Ever Think About Existence, Adrian?" And it's a belter, and it's always <laughs> a highlight. It's always a highlight of their uh, of their live gigs. So uh, we'll be get a less than have we non live gigs. <laughs> get a wee listen to that there, and we can have a chat about it after.
and we're back. <laughs> That's really oh, fucking class. Some back. great riffs, and that was some very in- that was just very intense. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Check yeah, out Drunk Bar. Whenever we're allowed to see bands again, put them on the list. Hmm. You want to see that song live, and that supports our album if you like to. It's good shit. Uh, I just have a wee think, uh, as I am want to do. <laughs> well, that was playing, and just a final note on like what I was going over there. Just like I don't know, I'm a big believer in like the 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 strengths in being vulnerable, and that's basically what happened to me when I was having those like conflicting thoughts. It, it was like. It felt like a a vulnerability. It was like a a flaw in my character that I was having those thoughts, and that's what I wanted to explore. And eh. like I always think when it comes to like vulnerability, it's like isn't it that old saying? It's like it's a it's a strong man that asks for help because it's the the strongest or the bravest of people that are willing to admit that they're in need of help, that they're struggling. Yeah, because that, because that, because that is making yourself, because that is, like the scariest thing is that vulnerability that, you know, like you, there's, there's a lot of, I can just take it from my own experience of like being a guy, but there's a lot of men that would sooner go out on a Friday night after the pub and start a fight, that would go and talk to a counselor. Yeah, which is bizarre if you think about it. But they'd sooner get drunk and throw a fist than they would go and tell somebody how they feel. Which is not a good thing. <laughs> but that vulnerability is it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. It's it's interesting. It's interesting when you do it, because it's interesting as well whenever you do it and you be vulnerable, and then you also see sometimes how you close yourself off again, because you can sometimes whenever yeah. you be vulnerable, you you can see also whenever you're yeah, being like closed way, off more. Yeah, like you said, it's way hard. It's way harder to be vulnerable than to cover it all up. Mm. But like it's something I realized a while ago, and yeah, I just try to explore it whenever I can. And then I, I recently seen a a Sigmund Freud quote that like back that up basically and it was like out of your vulnerabilities will come your strength and mm. I was like yeah that's that's the stuff that's, that's good shit there but it's something I kind of I don't know I don't know when I I don't know I don't know when it was but I just mm. remember like having this like realization at some point and being like okay yeah yeah that's the real shit if you can admit it because that's that's exactly what um those people do when they're having a fight it's like they're Unwilling to to admit any vulnerability, so or that something's wrong, or that yeah they need help, or because like I know like because I, I think I mentioned this last podcast, or if I didn't, um, I suppose I only had my second most recent counseling session there on Thursday. I'm back, mm-hmm. and I'll be doing a session every two weeks just because of my split shifts, because I refuse to do one before work in case it gets too heavy. Mm, that's, that's a good idea <laughs> and uh, it's hard now I, thankfully I've managed to find this counsellor and she's absolutely fucking amazing I must say even from two sessions I can say that and it is hard being vulnerable now the one thing I find easier about being vulnerable with a counsellor is you know that they can't tell anybody anything yeah. 
and you can turn it off anytime you want. But at the same time, it's still very hard being vulnerable as a person. But yeah. you know, she's obviously she, the reason she's very good is she's gotten me to be pretty much vulnerable like right away, which is just shows to the caliber of how good she is to relax me like that, to yeah. ask me the right questions, to say the right things. But it is still hard because sometimes, like I myself, whenever I can feel myself saying things, like compared to like how I talk in this podcast, I can feel myself falter a lot more and hold back and you know kind of take a lot longer or how it is and i suppose you kind of coax it out of me but you know yeah. there's just a lot more of a reluctance there which it's interesting I f- i'm I considered a very open person so it's interesting to understand see myself like that if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. i find some find like sometimes you don't even notice that you're holding back until you like there's like a certain uh level of self-awareness you need to even realize that you are holding something back Did you mm. ever notice that definitely you don't you sometimes as well like whenever you get talking about stuff you might end up completely going off on a tangent about something that you didn't even really know was upsetting you or bothering you that could have been from fucking years ago yeah. could have been from yesterday but just something that really worked its way into your head and you're like jesus like you know it's like but that's which is why which is why that's you getting to what has been bothering you you're great. That was something I was interesting. thinking about today, actually. I was thinking back to um, the podcast with Patty, and um, uh, like he was saying, I think he said somewhere towards the end, he's like, oh, we could just use the last hour of the podcast. But um, like, I think that was like, I, th- I think. Like, we did seem to get a bit deeper. Well, I don't know. It's kind of like me and you chatting. We we get deep off the bat. But yeah, <laughs> I think, like, you needed that long <laughs> format of, like, the first hour or so is just, like, random stuff. Just, like, whatever we've been up to. But it's, like... Kind of having a crack, like, just nothing yeah. serious, sort of. Yeah, but mm. then once we, like... It's, like, once we're comfortable, it's, like, then we started uncovering, like, the the walls start to come down and then that's yeah. where like obviously with me and you it's going to be a bit easier because even at the start we maybe our walls are up a bit more but also yeah. we're, we're really good friends so we're like we're, we're going to really close anyway so it's going to come down easier then we yeah. get used to the podcasting it, idea but then that eventually all went away anyway <laughs> yeah with us with us I, I find like whenever we're we were in like the routine it was like we're just picking off from the last time picking up from the last yeah. time nearly but um but yeah, I was thinking about that today, and then I was thinking about like how, um, like, like in my family, basically communication is doesn't exist, and it kind of makes sense in a weird way that my reaction to having no communication is to now explore an art form that is based entirely around communication communication and, and, <laughs> yeah. and how much you can actually get out from having a real conversation because i realized that too i was like i realized that like that's something i wanted to or something i find fascinating just maybe not even something i want to explore just something that i always i think that's maybe one of the reasons i enjoyed podcasts so much was the realization of how much you can actually get from a good conversation not even how, you don't even have to be and if you're listening, how, how, how cathartic like it can be yeah and and like and that's the thing if you're listening to a podcast you don't even have you don't have to be in the conversation and you can still get something out of it and yeah i think it's like uh, yeah i really I, just when i was thinking today i was like yeah that kind of makes sense that i've 
gone in such a <laughs> uh, such a hard direct. direction this way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I I thought it was funny because uh, whenever I started the counseling again, like the first thing that she started talking to me about it was like uh, my family and my friends, and she mm. was trying to figure out essentially about my supports. Like essentially, and I was like, "Well, no, nah, I've got like you know, I've got a fucking great family." We pretty good open communication. She was kind of like, you know, like obviously, of course, it comes into quite a lot as well as you know, being a young man or being young men, we wouldn't exactly be the typical type for communication, which is why I'm here. And I was like, no, I would. I was like, I'd say I would have an awful lot of good friends because of, uh, and I would say I have an awful lot of good friends that would still be very open and probably communicative. It kind of goes on. And she said, then the last time, she was like, it's quite clear that your family and your all of your friends are like gold dust. She was like, keep them. She said. Yeah. From everything that you've been through, you're really a well-rounded person for considering going through all of it. And she said that is probably entirely due to your family and friends and your support network. And that's entirely why. And I was like, that's very yeah. interesting. It's very interesting. So that's, you know, that's obviously a shout out to you and my family and any more of my friends for being there and uh, listening Big to me. Big up the Burks. Yeah, yeah, woo! <laughs> but um, it was it was it was it was very interesting. Like she she actually said that because she said that she had been thinking. She said she said this usually doesn't happen, but uh, after everything you told me, I'd been thinking about you an awful lot, and I was was hoping that you would come back to me because I was worried. She was worried I was going to like cancel the session or something, which I didn't. But um, oh, that's really nice. But um, sounds like you got a good one. Oh man, I did. I can tell you that she did the absolute most lovely thing. She told me I was listening to. her she got me to ring my GP to chat about this here, something in the middle of the session. And then at the end of the session of my second session, she told me years ago when I was in a bad way and I was with a counselor, they did this thing to pay good fortune to me where they gave me my session for free and started giving me reduced rates. And that's what I'm going to start doing for you. Because I, because mm-hmm. she said, she said, I don't do this to make money. I do this to get by and uh, I do this and I want to help you. So yes, I got a great one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good to hear. That's so human, isn't it? Mm. That's not somebody that is looking for money. That's not somebody that's doing anything apart from what she feels that she wants to do, which is so lovely. But I just thought that was interesting to hear about like, how yeah. I'm so lucky in that way to have family and friends. And obviously friends like you right now, whenever literally all we're doing is communicating. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's weird because get... we we're, we're only interested in money. Uh, look up our OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> look up our OnlyFans. Um, my name on That's Pornhub a callback. Is, That's why we're uh... professional. <laughs> that's why we got the podcast (laughs) yeah this is what (laughs) professionals do this is how we do it and uh just stuff like that yeah (laughs) yeah man that's great news i'm really happy oh i am too because like i think our only fans will take off (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we have to start one now (laughs) (laughs) subscribe five dollars a month and you'll get one foot pick from me (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah i was really happy about that but it was it was interesting hearing that and hearing that kind of analysis and yeah. um just hearing about that which is why would i be lo- i'd be lucky then obviously to have friends like you and family like mine because i wouldn't be who i am without them in that kind of way but in a strong and good way <laughs> uh, yeah 100 it's it's so important like 
Hmm. And as you're saying, as you say yourself, you're feeling like you get so much out of a good conversation, and it is true. Yeah. It's that whole thing about if you get something out there. Because also sometimes whenever you're talking something through, you actually do figure it out only then. You could be thinking yeah. about this thing for fucking months, years in your head, and until you get it out in words, you've never understood why it's been bothering you. You've never understood why it's been holding you back. Yeah. You've never understood why it's been in your head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> it goes back to why I say, you know, I'd like to start like um, getting more people involved in this. Because like yeah. it, it is beneficial just to be like here we're going to chat for a couple hours. Yeah, and also I just feel like it'd be like, to be honest, let's like let's look at this as a, at a monetary standpoint as well. Like my experiences are going to dry up. There's <laughs> 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 only so much we can milk this cow, like. <laughs> Especially now when there's like there's no new experiences happening. <laughs> no, we're gonna have no. to diversify yeah no i'd definitely be into that if we got like fucking moral on next week um i'd definitely be up for that give it a go because i feel like i actually feel like it'd be interesting even to try it with three people to try and get the yeah. the flow down but i also feel like if we got good enough at it that it would be class if we got for me and you in such a way that if we kept getting new people on that we would like be automatically good at it if you know what i mean like yeah. we could just like bring on a third person and that would be that like we'll just yeah. get a Good sound recording. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I'll do the album then for this podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. I did the song already. So this is another one that's like, this album came out back in fucking April? <laughs> and then we just is this, didn't... Is this Dua Lipa again? <laughs> it's a Dua Lipa. <laughs> Who a Lipa? Is do a Lipa? May this came out. Actually, yeah. Uh, funny, like, uh, like weird experience for me when this album came out. I was like, I went for a walk and I went up around like, um, what do you call it? Saint Saint Connell, Saint Connells. Yeah, Saint Connells, the, uh, Saint Connell's. the the old the, the old mental hospital. Yeah, up around the old one there. Yeah, into like the wee um, there's a wee, a wee graveyard there, where the old building is. I don't know if you know. Yeah, this. there's the the old mass grave. Yeah. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, so I went for a walk. Huh? That used to be an old drinking spot when you were in Saint Unions. It's a really nice spot. I only yeah, discovered it, it like a few months ago. A friend Ash brought me up there. Um, yeah, so I went up there and I was like, sat just sat there in the bench for a while, and then I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can do some meditating for a bit. So I sat there for like maybe ten, fifteen minutes, probably like ten minutes, probably like eight minutes, actually being realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Very precise, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I set an alarm. I didn't get to the end. Probably was like eight minutes. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair enough. Um, I sat there. Didn't I? Don't know if I did any meditation, but I just like kind of sat and relaxed with my eyes closed. And I looked at my phone. I had notification. Yeah, just, just took time. Eight. Just took time to yourself. Like, yeah, I tried meditating. Don't think it worked. Still, still enjoyed the stillness anyway. But then I looked at my phone and I was like, huh? And I clicked this notification from Bandcamp, and it was like new album from Jeff Rosenstaff. And I was like, 
Jeff Rosenstock and I was like, what? I was like, is this real? Is this an album? I, I, Cause he like mm. just dropped it with it without any announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Just then, a, a, a sudden one. Yeah. And then I put it on and I did another like, it lap, lap of the lap of the park and went home and I was just like, unreal. And this is my genuine album of the year. If this gets knocked off the top spot, then I'm going to be amazed, frankly. Because this is my boy. Yeah. yeah. And and, uh, Pretty Please is still the song of the year. That's yeah. <laughs> this is the album year, but like yeah, yeah, this year, but like do 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 Lipa got it. Like she 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 got it. But yeah, like this is like Jeff Rosenstock is... and she should be proud of that. She's in competition with Jeff Rosenstock. Of course, she should be proud of that. Yeah, yeah, damn fucking right. I want to put that out there. <laughs> but um, yeah, like Jeff Rosenstock, he's my fucking like as a as a like contemporary, if I can put it that way. Like a a fellow like current punk musician, like he's the he's my like sort of beacon <laughs> to aim towards. Like I've seen him play a few times. He's the he's the main man. Yeah. And like this album again, just like for me, the reason that's so exciting for me, it's like again he just raised that bar again. It's like yeah, and for me as a musician, in that same ball like that same arena i have to go like all right well jeff just fucking raised the bar now i have to fucking step up my game again and that's exciting like to hear to hear new like pop punk music that is experimental and boundary pushing again and he's been at it for so fucking long this is his let me just check here he's actually released another uh like ep this year called the 2020 dump which he just every so often has been adding i think it had four tracks when it came out first and now there's mm. six tracks so it's like i think he's just like adding to it every now and again when he writes new music but yeah. he's got um one hang on so solo albums he's got one once i don't even know if, he's got a solo album then he then he had a a two track that then he had a load of bonus al- tracks on so that's basically like an album as well Three, four, yeah. with a live album in there and a couple of other releases. And he had a whole career with Bond Music Industry before that. So he's fucking, he's a, <laughs> a pillar of the community at this stage. And for someone to like have that many albums out and still release an album this good that ups the game again is just so exciting for me. And I think if, you, if you're any kind of songwriter and listen to this, I think it's just a fucking like... You can learn from this shit. Mm. I love the maturity of it too. Like the probably my favorite song, Scram. There's like a there's like a breakdown in it in the middle of it that like borders on like metalcore, but it's got like pop punk like woes over the top of it. And <laughs> I listen, to, I listen to that, and I'm like, this is like you, you can't you can't do that on your first album. Like if you're a new <laughs> pop, if you're a new band, you can't do that shit. You have to be around for a while and be like, I'm gonna fuck with the system, and you know, I'm gonna break the rules and put these things yeah together. yeah i'm gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna change the game but you can't do that in your first yeah. time <laughs> yeah it takes that like level that he's at that like maturity in your career mm. and yeah it's so fucking good i'm so happy to even be able to say that even like like there's uh, i don't know i could talk talk your ear off <laughs> on this album like, all day <laughs> but there's tracks like old crap starts with like a wee like acoustic 
uh introduction and then like just like perfectly segues into like a heavier part and then like a track like uh leave it in the sun which is like a perfectly crafted pop song that like reminds me of the beach boys or something like that and it's just like i don't know listen to this album if you write music and fucking up your game (laughs) because that's what i'm trying to do get on the ball (laughs) that is but yeah it's class and like there's actually been so much good music out this year it's amazing and i think for the rest of this year on this podcast i'll only be recommending albums from this year because there's already so much out and there's probably going to just be more yeah that's that's (laughs) a good idea like uh touche amore new album came out there i recently found out that there's a new pairs album which sneaked past me but i looked them up the other day and the new album out there's so Mm. much shit so much shit and we're going to get into all of it (laughs) so much of that good shit brother yeah, I, th- I think like I can probably do every episode of this podcast with only albums from this year for the rest of the year and not run out. Probably. That sounds fucking. That's that's perfect. <laughs> and then we'll be going into twenty twenty one with twenty twenty albums and so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and then yeah, twenty twenty one. Um, we'll start with my best of the year list, and that'll have anything I missed on it. Which is good. That sounds like a good day. You should have your best of the year list of albums, and then your best of the year list of singles. Of course, pretty pleased at the top. Like I understand that, but it's, it's pretty pleased. It's going to be all ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just going to be the track list of Do Leap's album and like it's a different like order. P R E. Each yeah. number will be a letter. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's the main, the main stuff covered. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think so. I think that I think I think that is the show. I think that there's the rap. To be honest, yeah. I seem like a pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to do a slightly more. I wanted to do a slightly more like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Concise, I suppose. Uh, episode because I knew I wanted to. I knew we were talking about we were going to talk about the Dua Lipa album, and I knew I wanted to talk about other stuff. So I kind of wanted to keep it a bit more focused. It's probably the word I'm looking for. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Just kind of instead of us going off on a tangent like usual. Yeah, and. Yeah, I think we. Yeah. Was there anything else? Was there anything else on your end? No, I think that's it. Are you sure? Yeah, you know me, man. I just kind of free ball it. (laughs) (laughs) No, if I do think of things, I do write them down. But in general, I just free ball it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll touch. We'll touch back in next week, and see how you've been getting on in the new gaff and everything, because. Yeah. How many uh, days are you in there now? Uh, it'll be a week tomorrow. Was it really already? Jeez. Yeah. Was like a couple of days. Uh, well, no, well, yeah, well, like, I'd only, like, you know, after moving out and settling in, I'd only been, like, properly settled in by about Tuesday. Everything else was, like, you know, cleaning, disinfecting because of COVID and fucking ranging everything. So I didn't really feel like I'd moved in or had a chance to settle yet. Until about Tuesday, yeah. So I really, I really, I really, I'm only gonna feel like properly I'm in the place a week and like Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it'll be good to chat to you next time and see how you're getting on and fucking hopefully yeah. settle in a bit more. Because so you have to see what I'm like still, after a full yeah. week. Oh yeah, that was something I was gonna say when we were talking about that at the start. Like I, I always think about that when I move in somewhere new. Of like, I don't know. I'm always aware of like, this doesn't feel like home yet. 
Yeah. But I'm always I'm always conscious that like at some point it will, and it's like I, d- I don't know I'm just always interested in that change, and I can never place when it happens or whatever. But it's just like you move in, you're like this is weird and new, and then a, a f- maybe mm. a few months later you look back and be like, oh, I remember whenever I was new here. <laughs> Do you ever think yeah. think that? Think that? Yeah, because I've been thinking about it too. Because like, if it felt like today, I was like, right, if I get the internet in, that'll be like less like the last thing I have to sort for the house. You know, that's like you know, then I can really and I have organized the house as best I can. But I'm sure I'll probably change stuff. I was like, but if I get the internet in, you know, that's like at least all everything I need for the house sorted. That's you know, whenever you're at least somewhat close to being fully moved in. Yeah, but it wasn't sorted, so I don't feel fully moved in yet. If you know what I mean, because I still feel yeah. a wee bit at a loss for something. There's still something kind of missing. Yeah. Mm. yeah that was pretty sweet I'm happy with that yeah so that's a good night from me that's a good night from me good night from him hmm what was I saying good night from him Uh, good night from him (laughs) flawless flawless alright get out of here you crazy animal or if you want just listen to the entire episode again just a suggestion. <laughs> It'll. I'll put the whole episode at the end again, so you don't have to repeat this episode. Yeah, exactly. We'll just, it, it'll look like we do a double episode when it's actually <laughs> the same episode twice. <laughs> All right. And thanks for listening, because we don't usually say that. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Too enough. Thanks for listening. And seriously, if you have any questions or any comments, just write them all in or any voice recordings. Uh, Owen will figure out how to yeah. put them in because I don't do Send any of that support. shit. But, send us uh, <laughs> a birthday pardon. Send us any questions. You can, me- you can message us on Facebook, but can't someone send if a voice recording just for the If you don't have us on Facebook, yeah, yeah, please do. Just anything. Just, just even. I just want yeah. just for just for <laughs> yeah, just for the crack. Just send us a wee silly. Tell us a joke. How about that? Yeah. And don't worry if the joke's shit. All of mine are. Yeah, we'll laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, new. Anyone who's listened. Thank you. So, in other words, thank you, Moro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Good luck. Yeah, I think we need to work on our ending. <laughs> nah. I, I just, uh, I just put the, the future. For most of it won't even include us. We may as well enjoy the shit show while we try to leave it better for everyone else. What are we doing here? Let's forget our the beer and just live day to day like we've been doing it for years and after all it's neither there nor here don't forget that each of us are worthless in that regard we're all exactly the same it doesn't mean that we should all just care less other in a world that's this insane What are we doing here? Let's forget our existential
other people.